<laughs> Yo, Yogi, we need to get some more picnic baskets. <laughs> we need some more blood packs. Hey, boo boo, the beast took me over again. I killed someone. Hey, boo boo, I'm addicted to blood. And the recap from Marzo. Well, I did it last time, didn't I? No, you refused to. Second week running. Marzo's the new guy. I'm not Doing... good at this. You know, some things happened, you know? <laughs> what, what did we do? We uh... you had a special moment with him, Wildcat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Some cat. Talk to it. Talk to all cats, then. Like a, like a fucking Disney movie. And you got um, a t-shirt from him. Oh, yeah, I did. T-shirt with the... With the what was it? The Lucha Fro's? Lucha mm-hmm. Fro shirt. And... Uh, then we went to go check on old old lady Rex, and uh, you know I went in, and uh, Alexander decided it was a good time to climb up the walls and <laughs> ch- check check inside, and then <laughs> successfully. When is it a bad time? Successfully attained a, a laptop and a bloody tampon, and well, the the, well, yeah. the laptop ended up being. Completely useless. Uh, apparently, the real the real treasure was the bloody tampon, which he had consumed hey, we, in front of everyone. Not bloody tampon. Not bloody tampon, as Jordan so rightfully named it. It was a string pop. Mm-hmm. A string pop. <laughs> I forgot about that conversation. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's up for debate whether the the um, the evidence or the investigators were the useless ones. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, I did my job. I distracted, and uh, I believe the that was actually a very good recap. Thank you very much. Yeah, the uh, game ended, and I know because I just checked to double check. Uh, after Levi had made a meeting with the car detailing drug dealer, uh, out by the old train tracks. And he was headed there now. And uh, what was it? We found out that Rex was drinking vampire blood and that she's a ghoul too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, maybe, I don't know if it's a good assumption or not, but maybe Levi thinks the guy we're going to meet may not be just a straight everyday Joe. So um, I guess he would turn to like Paul or I think Alexander. And one of them has got like something like that. But um you know, whenever we meet this fellow, someone just give him a quick rundown. You know, make sure he's uh, see if he's one just a regular chap or if he's one of us. It'll change our tactics, I think, knowing that. Well, I'll know exactly what he tastes like. What? Why is that? <laughs> My string pop. We've been over this. I thought that was her you blood. Stop, you, but I know that there's a vampire that she's been feeding, or that's what I've deduced. All right. So well, I should be able to. So I should be able. Don't talk to me I like I know to... how this tampon science works. I explained this like a proper teacher last week, or rather, you know, five minutes ago. <laughs> Yo, I don't even believe that science. They all in on it, you know. I saw it on Fox. That you believe the world is flat. <laughs> well, I look around. Do you see anything? Do you see any hills? Yes. You just, you're just climbing hills with a mountain lion. <laughs> That was then. This is now. Okay, boys. So, 
you uh you have your task. You may proceed. Am I driving? <laughs> I hope so. I don't I don't remember. I don't know what I did like at the end of last week. I think I just sat I in the car, you put right? The on that. Didn't you like fuck up that woman's car too? Yeah, 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 but after that when we did all this stuff, I think I was I was just the driver, right? And I was just hanging in the car. Yeah. Okay. And you were just outside with me. See I didn't do much last time either. <clears throat> Okay, driving. This almost went to like Night Rider music. Yeah, that's uh, sick. Well, you have to put that in later. I'm just gonna turn the ball again. Immigrant song there for a second. So, Paul, uh, what do you uh, what's your inclination on this meeting we're we're about to have? Any good feelings, bad feelings, one way or the other? I was just kind of staring out the window he doesn't respond I look to see if he has his uh, earbuds in nah he doesn't <laughs> alright I'll just put my hand on your, your leg on your thigh <laughs> kind of get your like, attention shake to attention what so this meeting I'm a little uneasy what's your what's your thoughts what's your feelings about it well um I'm sure it's nothing you can't handle. Um, where are we going again? Uh, to the uh, rail yard over by Dyer's territory. Right, right. To, um, what was it again? To meet with this, uh, I don't know if he's the owner or proprietor of that car detailing ship that is doing uh, some nefarious business with Dyer in the past. But uh, which seems to be related to uh, maybe what's going on. Oh, right, the explosions. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can handle it. Just uh, don't don't get nervous or anything, you know? Keep your I head. have some recordings here if you want to get caught up. <laughs> this is all in character, sir. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, if you, don't, if you don't feel, you know, like we're in danger or anything, I put some at ease. Um, hmm. I, don't, I, I don't think we're in danger. I think we can probably handle it. Do you think we're in danger? Didn't you say something about pinning something, pinning this on this fellow? Right. Um, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just a little distracted. Uh, yeah, I think we could pin this guy for the uh, the explosions, you know, and maybe take his territory, you know, Dyer's territory. That is. So. How much of our hands do we reveal at this meeting? I'm thinking. Just come straight out with the accusations, or do we? Do I keep him talking while you guys try to snoop around, or? Um, well, I was thinking maybe we just kill him and then, you know, tell everybody that he did it. But, uh, I guess huh. it's worth talking to the fellow first, right? The old one too, huh? I see. Well, you, in that case, you think it... maybe, I know, uh, I... do you think you, you might be too strong? Uh, Paul, you know my feelings about drug dealers. I'm more than happy to wipe another one off the street, but, uh. In either case, I think it's maybe best if I keep him talking while you guys either sneak around to eliminate him or, you know, find information, whatever. Be the other way, I'll make sure to make a, a decent enough distraction. Yeah, I think you might be right. We should probably figure out who, if he has a boss first, before we kill him, right? Maybe this might be a larger piece of the, of the puzzle, or a larger puzzle. Hmm, good idea. Let's see if we try to get that out of him. Right, you know, Levi would just kind of have his hand on his cane in the car and kind of smile and nod. Like he accomplished something, kind of look to everyone else in the car and just 
when they make eye contact, we just give like a little nod, smiling. Some music, Sam. All right. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 <laughs> Change it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys can kind of uh, be in the general area of where the meeting was going to be, which was out by the freight yard. All right. And, you're not uh, sure exactly uh, what you're looking for, um, but there is kind of like a main parking place which is scarcely populated with cars but uh, it's pretty quiet and dark around Marzo have you ever been here before for one of these where are we over by Dyer's old stomping grounds yeah I've I've been uh, I've been here I I think I've been here before Ah, well you know cars are kind of scarce around here see I heard Any, but, uh, uh, any good places where someone could remain unseen? Uh, well, you know, I guess if you, uh, I don't know, hit behind one of them cars or uh, I, I don't know, maybe an alleyway. But I, I understand those alleyways, they're hard to find sometimes. I've had, I've had, to, I've had the roll to find them before and, uh, you know, just tough luck. <laughs> well, luckily, this isn't suburbia. Yeah, this ain't no suburbia. Just thinking out loud, you know, I was thinking, you know, not all of us need to just come strolling out to meet this gentleman. Yeah, as I'm driving around, I'm I'm looking around for a, uh, I'm scouting for a spot to, for me to stand by, like maybe on the edge of a building roof or something, or yeah, behind like a uh, there's some like utility buildings and stuff like that around. Yeah, whatever you kind of need. Right. I'll point some of those out to the guys. Some good spots over here. Oh wait, 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 wait! This this song, I like this. This is my jam. Do 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 do. Yes. Yes. Tell me. No, you need this. All right, I'm done having fun. <laughs> I appreciate a good Sousa march myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Straight into death, right? Those were the tactics back then. That was real music. Didn't you guys beat drums as you, like, marched into war? Stupid. I didn't. I was an actual fighter. <laughs> British. Not like those other suckers that died in the thousands. Do you see me... Well, I'm a vampire, so I can't really say do you see me dead, but you know what I mean. You, we all understand the point I'm trying to make here. Yes, yes. North and south. I heard it a hundred times before. <sighs> East and west. Freedom versus tyranny. For the last time, Levi. Where are we parking, Sam? Right here. All right. Levi will open up his briefcase and put on his leather gloves. I'm going to walk up so many walls. <laughs> there. <laughs> Spitefully, <laughs> spiteful wall walking. Can we do this on the beach, please. Don't you worry. I'm gonna find something. Find like a, like a street lamp kind of thing, you know, just one like a lone light. 
just kind of go sit, stand underneath that bugs and shit flying around the light above me. Yeah, I'm just a majestic kitty. I'm gonna sit on top of that shit. Watch. Okay, you wanna you wanna scale the light post? Is there one? Yes. Are there buildings as well, or are we just in a wide uh, open? It's like a pretty open. The road just like dead ends into the park. It's like a service road, and it dead ends into the parking lot for like the employees or maintenance people. And there's like a little building which looks like maybe bathrooms and then another one which looks more secure that is probably uh, like utility and supplies and stuff and there's a couple of trucks parked here but um, it's real quiet there's not really people moving around too much and uh, are they are they like semis or pickup trucks uh, they're like work pickup trucks so they have the like toolboxes on the side and ladders and shit Jeremy, you need a ladder? For now, I'm just going to hang with the group. I'm going to look for a vantage point, like a, uh, a building that I can go up. <clears throat> Maybe a fire escape, just climb up or something to get to a roof. Okay. The build, the two buildings are pretty... Um, they're like one story. They're not very tall, but um, you could get up on top of one pretty easily. All right. So I'm going to get on top of one and get my guns, my gun out and just prep for whatever might happen. Gonna just be like one step and behind. And try to stealth, I guess. Sam, okay. I need yeah. to signal if you know that uh, this fellow is or isn't a vampire. I'd be able to tell. Is he, are they are they here yet? I mean, I want to know that the signal is before they get here. <laughs> that way, I know how to react. All right. How about this? If it's uh, if he's clearly not a vampire, make some like uh, you know. Pedestrian cat noises. Don't do that, because Marza will try to talk to you. Or a dog. Just make some animal noises. For all I care. So I can I can tell you how to make them them animal noises. You know, you just take your throat like this, and you go. I feel like I've heard this before. So we have uh, Alexander, where did you end up? I'm just with the group. Okay, and we have Sam on a top of a low building nearby, stealthily. And then Paul, you're nearby with Levi. And Marzo, what are you doing? Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I guess I, uh, uh, where's everyone going again? Up your button around the uh, corner. So Levi, and I guess, I think Paul said he's with Levi, but and we're sitting underneath like a street light kind of thing. Just making it obvious that we're there waiting. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay with them. Okay. Marzo is not the, not the sneaky type. And you're part of the crew that he'd probably be expecting anyways. So that makes sense. Okay, so you see uh, a big... Uh, remember, remember, you're in charge now. Dyer's gone. A big, uh, huge Escalade that looks immaculately kept slowly comes into the uh, parking lot and pauses for a second and then pulls over 
to park uh, kind of like opposite of where you're standing. So probably a good 30 feet away. And then uh, the lights cut off and three of the four uh, doors open and three guys come out. Uh, the driver is very tall, probably like six, seven. And he looks like he could have, uh, he's like in good shape. Like he could be, uh, athlete or something. And the other two guys are just kind of meaty looking and they're all wearing just like street clothes, like t-shirt jeans. Uh, the tall guy has on like a windbreaker, but, uh, they're all, uh, black guys. So they, uh, sorry, go ahead. They kind of, um, confer with one another briefly at the back end of the car. And then, uh, the big tall guy kind of strolls over looking more or less relaxed. He stands about, uh, you know, 15 feet away. Can I tell what they are? Um, how would you tell? Mm, Well, I can tell whether they are, uh, supernatural beings or not just by looking at them or however that thing works are they kidney beans pinto or do you plant them in the ground they grow into a stalk so it's kind of clear because i think it's really the like aura reading power that really lets you do what you're trying to do but since we've been doing it the other way it's fine so why don't you give me a roll of Wits plus Auspects. Okay. Where the fuck is it? There we go. Okay. First roll of the night. Flash morning. God, and I can't find the fucking thing. <laughs> Where the hell is it? I've got Wits. Where the hell's Auspects? Page two. Okay, so I did find it. All right. I have to do Auspects first then. Okay, so you're catching... Obviously, you're not tasting the blood, but uh, see, this is not how this works, but we'll keep going with it. Um, but you kind of <laughs> are able to sense something coming off of them. Maybe it's like a smell that you know how t- your smell is a part of your um, sense of taste, where you're catching kind of a similar feeling off of this uh, tall guy that's coming up on you that you got off of your... Um, String pop. Okay. Mm, so whether that means this is the vampire whose blood was being fed to Rex, presumably, if that's the assumption we're going with to explain the string pop, uh, or whether this person is also um, eating the same blood is not clear at this point. Okay, I relay that to Levi in a whisper, and I just say, this guy... This guy reminds me of that string pop that I just ate. I don't know if it's him, or maybe he's maybe he's sucking down some string pops himself. I don't know. Levi's not really sure what to make of that information. <laughs> One or the other, but he'll just nod. And uh, once he gets, you know, he sees within fifteen feet, so it's like right beside us, basically. Um, he'll just I'll just throw up my arms. Good evening. He just kind of does the up. Upwards nod, and he's like, Hey man, what's up? And he kind and, of eyeballs uh, all of your crew behind you. Levi will take a couple steps forward with his hand extended. Pleasure to meet you. 
Yeah, you too, man. And he takes like one giant step forward and shakes your hand uh, noticeably firmly. He smells like cologne. And uh, I'll just like, as I shake his hand, just like, you know, lock gaze with him. And uh, yes, my name is Levi. This is my crew. And I'll just turn to like Paul and Alexander that are behind and Marzo that are behind me. All right. Nice to meet you, Levi. My name's Marvin. This is my crew. And he kind of nods backwards towards the other two guys who are standing there um, doing what a cartoon character might do if they thought that they were trying to look tough. <laughs> Marvin. Pleasure. May I say, Marvin, I just kind of like take a moment, like I'm still got his hand, and I'm kind of like peering behind him. Like, that is a fine vehicle. It's stunning, really. And he just uh, flashes a big, bright smile, and he says, Oh, you like it? Yeah, so this, uh, this part of your business? Did you do this yourself? Yeah, of course. I mean, you gotta keep your own shit nice if you're gonna try to get other people to pay, take care of theirs. He's like, and he looks around, and he's like, which one's yours? Ah, uh, I just have the old, uh, Oldsmobile. You know, it's the beater. Try not to oh, be Oh, shit! Uh, too, uh... Is that a 98? Damn. Ah, uh, the same. Yes. My uncle had we have one similar tastes to you and I. Mmm. You look. So, never mind. He looks a little more relaxed, and he just says, "So, what's this all about, man?" I, if I can be honest with you, Marvin, Marvin, ah, <laughs> does that kind of like mafia thing where they just kind of say the guy's name a couple times and kind of look at him, <laughs> <laughs> like you want to give him a hug but you don't. Uh, Marvin, well, you know, you've you've probably heard. Tragic news. <clears throat> yes. And he just kind of presses his lips together, and he's like, "What's that?" Well, you know, Marzo over there, you know, his employer, he's deceased, no longer with us, and uh, one of his uh, co-workers. Dyer's left. dead. Gone missing. Yes. Oh fuck! What happened? Can I? Is there any way I can make a check to see if like that his reaction is like genuine or if he just seems to be like putting on, you know, a front? Yes. Like he's surprised. You can roll your wits and awareness or insight. Sorry. Insight. You should have four dice, I think. I should. Uh, I think I must have had like dominate click from earlier or something. Hold on. Let me try again. Wits plus awareness. No, awareness, insight. Insight. There we go. <laughs> you don't know. You're assuming he's being genuine, maybe. You have no reason to suspect otherwise. This is important to me. I would like to spend willpower. <laughs> okay. So add one superficial and roll three. <clears throat> okay. So you're, uh, you're really focused in on this, and you just can't tell. He's a can't read his cards. Would like to to see if he might have heard that uh, anything's going on. Or sorry, like if he knows if this is the first he's hearing or if he's lying about it. Uh, okay, so you can make a similar check. So that would be your wits and your insight, but not with your specialty. Okay, he seems genuinely uh, surprised and worried. Well, uh, Levi probably doesn't know that yet, so I'll just keep talking to him. And he's like, yes, dead. 
exploded, to be specific. You know, I'm used to hearing about uh, people in the business getting gunned down, but uh, shot at with a rocket launcher. That's uh, that's that's the first for me. And uh, his, he kind of like drops his forehead forward and is looking at you with big eyes, like he doesn't believe you. And then he kind of just smirks and he's like, "Man, are you are you shitting me? Like he's dead, but." What really happened? Like, what? I can't tell if you're shitting me, man, because we don't go, we don't run around shooting each other with rockets, like, you, like you're saying. We don't do that shit. No lies. I play it. <laughs> I try to be cool. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. When was and, this? Uh, oh, just just last night. Shit. And he turns around yeah. and he says, "They said die or somebody blew him up." And the two guys just look at each other and then go back to looking tough. Yes, and uh, I mean, well, he's gone. Can't do anything to fix that. Luckily, second in command Marzo, he kind of like just gestures to him, is uh, still with the living. So he'll be probably taking over the <laughs> operations. Uh, but we are missing a valuable employee of ours. Her name's Rex, a Hispanic woman. Just give like a overall description. Yeah, yeah, I know her. Well, what happened with her? It's she, she's gone. She can't be found. He's like, she didn't. You don't. She didn't. Nah. You haven't seen her, have you? They kill her too? I. Uh, we have not seen her, but uh, there was no body found. So we're assuming she's still alive somewhere. Uh, hiding out. And when he says that, I just kind of like, just like staring him down. To see if he just has any like tells or anything like that. I don't like keep making like say like I want to roll or whatever, but like. Since I changed the question, can I try to check again to see if he knows anything about it? Or he's hiding Yeah, like about her whereabouts or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, she could make the same roll. Right. Yeah, you get a, a sense now that he's he is agitated, but it's because he is worried about, you know, what this means for him more than anything, you would imagine. You see, you know, Dyer, he was just a... Uh cog in the machine really he's you know didn't really have the vision like you clearly do and I kind of like extend my hand gesturing to his vehicle and I uh, couldn't see the bigger picture really and Rex she's one of those big picture seers and uh, you know Dyer's employer and when I say that to like try to I'm lying but you know trying to see if like me suggesting that there's someone higher up than Dyer like puts any more pressure on him uh, is really really interested in getting Rex back like, he is gnawing at the bit. And I don't know if you know anything about Dyer, but he had some uh, peculiarities about him that maybe most people didn't know about. But uh, his boss, oh man, he's a whole other beast, really. <laughs> so any, if you have any information at all about where we could find Rex, um, I'm sure that you would be benefiting from it. We'll make sure that it was uh, Marvin and his crew, the one that returned Rex home. I'm gonna like put my hand on Levi's shoulder. I kind of pull him back. And the guy and pulled back. At the mm-hmm. same moment, the guy says something over his shoulder that you guys don't quite catch. Uh, so I'm gonna whisper to Levi that um, I think maybe we should offer a bounty. Yes, my friend Paul here has uh, just reminded me that <laughs> uh... Paul like just grabs his glasses, like the what's that called? The crest of his nose. When Levi said his name, <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't say anything. 
I'm an honest, honest businessman, Paul. <laughs> uh, just reminded me that uh, there's an effect of reward out. A, uh, a bounty, if you will, on the return of Rex. And uh, he takes Some, uh... kind of like a, a step towards you. And he just has like his his hands together in front of him a little bit. Kind of like, uh, not like palms up, but just like folded together. And he's like, look, man, uh, this shit's run pretty smooth since Dyer took over. At least for me, I know he had some other problems, but I ain't never done shit to him. So look, um, I know you're trying to find out who killed your employee and everything, but I don't, I mean, I'll answer Six whatever figures, questions. Marvin. Six figures, And he just Not interest you. kind of grimaces, and he's like, Marzo says, yeah, 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 six fingers. And his eyes out of his, out go of his a little wide at that, because he's not really sure what that means. And he <laughs> says, uh... He gives, like, a nod to Levi, like, we got this, like, together. Like, look, man, I'll answer whatever questions you got, but, I mean, I'm not... The kind of way that this has worked for me is I'm not one of these hard guys out here. I mean, I let, you know, you, and he looks at Marzo, and, you know, guys like you handle that shit, and I handle my shit. So, at this point, Levi's one composure is going to snap, and he's going to be like, I'm giving you an out, Marvin. I know you're withholding information from me, so stop fucking around. And uh, his two guys behind him kind of shift their weight. But Marvin looks at you very respectfully and he's like, what information do you think that I'm holding? Because I would like to clear up any... Where is Rex? I don't fucking know. I didn't know she was gone. You haven't seen her in the past 24 hours? Haven't communicated with her? And he kind of looks over to the side and he's like, no, I guess it would have been like day before. We're setting up a time for me to come bring in, you know, the money. You know, that's like our relationship is she tells me where and how much to bring based on how much I bought. And that's how the thing kind of works. So, yeah, we talk. But that's, you know, our thing. That's what we talk about is this business. And that's my interest in it. Not these power games. He's like, I'm trying to get a fleet of these. And he points back at his Escalade and he's like, nothing else. Not interested in power, Marvin. And I just like pretend to like whiff, like I'm, there's like a waft of some like, some odor that he can't smell, but I'm really just kind of like imitating what the information that Alexander gave me. And uh, I'll just like lock eyes with him again and just say, it smells like you've been juicing. The fuck are you talking about? Not using any kind of uh, performance enhancers. When he kind of looks off to the side again and he's like, why don't you be straight with me? The fuck are you talking about? And, uh, I think, like, everyone in the Coterie would, like, know when, like, Levi's starting to go, like, off the rails. Because the longer this goes, the more he, like, doesn't want to deal with it. So, now I'm going to use Dominate. And, uh, let's see. I want a Blood Surge also to get me an extra die. Okay. So, I think I got to do a Rouse check with that. Yep. Which I pass. And, um, I don't know. I don't... I think it like said anything specifically happens when you do a blood surge, but I just like to imagine like the veins in like Levi's eyes, like they like a couple of them maybe burst and they start to go red a bit. And um, 
as I lock eyes with him. I'm going to do dominate. And basically, I'm just going to tell him, um, you know, just stop withholding information from me. Tell me everything you know. And if I need to make a roll, let me know. And his shoulders just kind of drop. And he was like, all right, what do you want to know? I don't want this to go any further than it has to go. Where is Rex? I do not know. Who attacked Dyer? I just heard about that. What do you know about the... I don't want to say the name because I can't remember if it's the name we made up or if it's the actual name, but the uh, Lucha Froze. <laughs> and he kind of makes a weird face. And he's like, oh, you mean them punks? Uh, what do I know about them? Well, I know that uh, I tried to help Dyer get them fall in line when Dyer came in making big moves. Like I said, I told them they could work for me. They could clean cars. You know, they could run with my guys instead of, you know, working their shitty little zone that they got. They're working in their own neighborhood. It's the dumbest fucking. And he's like, anyway, uh, you know, um, they're stupid punks. They don't know anything. They're like 16, 17 years old. Um, I mean, what do you need to know? Like, they... They got all, they puffed their chests out at Dyer, and he fucking, he killed their brother. Hold on. Just as a player, thinking about what he said, so what? They killed their brother? Whose brother? I didn't catch that. He says, they're two brothers, they're 16 and 17 years old, skinny little punks, they think they're hot shit, they sell drugs in their own neighborhood, which you don't fucking do. Uh, they got all tough on Dyer when Dyer came in. Because they thought, oh, look at this, you know, cracker, whatever, no offense. I'm not saying that they were saying it. Coming in here, swinging his dick around, uh, we'll deal with him. And, well, they got dealt with. They killed um, their older brother, which was fucked up, man. It was fucked up. Didn't have to go like that. I was telling Dyer, like, just let me talk to them. Let me handle them. Give me a week. Let me talk to them. But he wouldn't wait. How's business for these kids recently? Uh, they stopped real quick after their brother got shot dead in the street. Just, I'm going to turn to Paul, like kind of whisper to him. Sounds like motive. It was just kind of like staring at a street light that was off on the side. And he kind of snaps back to attention. God. Yes, motive. Yes, of course. Did uh, Do we need more money for the bribe? <laughs> Doesn't seem to be interested in the bribe. What? Now, look here, sir. You're going to tell us where this lady is. And he just is becoming um, know, Paul. more and more desperate seeming. And he's like, I'm telling you. And he's like bent over at the waist. And his two guys behind him just look real unsure about what's happening. Yeah, Marzo, Marzo just taps Levi on the shore. Yo, I don't like the way he's bending at the waist like that. This ain't looking good. Seems like an over-exaggeration almost. Yeah, well, he's got all the weight on the top end. He's gonna tip over. It looks bad. Marvin, bring us, uh, bring us these boys. We need to talk to them. What? Yes, they're part of you. They ran with your crew, right? You got some communication with them. No, I bring told you, I was, I was trying to make it so that Dyer didn't have to do what he did. Mm. Fucked up. Yeah, I heard that part. Yes, terrible. Bring them here. <laughs> what do you mean, bring them here? I don't know where the fuck they are. Where would they be? Two teenagers. <laughs> I don't know at their mama's house. Where's their mother live? Their mother lives, and he gives you like a precise address. 
Alright, now tell your men to go fetch them. And he's like, yo, and do what? And bring them here. This is really simple math, Marvin. For a man who's able to run a business to to create this kind of caliber of vehicle, I think you can figure out what I want. He's like, yo, I didn't build it. I just bought it. And then he kind of winces after he said that. And he's like, all right, I'll tell him, i tell him. And he just turns around and he's like, yo, go to the those two brothers' house, Bagston kids, and um, just, I don't know, just not in front of their mom. But if you got to be rough, just do it and just bring them here. And you hear them like mumbling, and the body language is very like sharp, like a, you know, let me get this straight. I have to do this, this, and this. And he's like, just fucking do it. Ugh. And then the two of them get in his car, which he looks at um, with longing as it drives away. And then he kind of is now standing a little bit farther from you, and he's like, all right, they're gonna go by the house. And uh, Levi will kind of start popping open in the suitcase as soon as he says that and they start to leave and he'll reach in there and then he'll pull out like uh, I think a Tic Tacs and he'll offer it to Marvin mint <laughs> he's gonna give me a fucking mint alright yeah I'll take a mint <laughs> <laughs> I'll pop it open and give him like three or four Tic Tacs thank you for being cooperative Marvin uh huh um so hope they uh, find them. Me too. For your sake as well. And he just kind of eyeballs uh, Paul. He does not seem sure about Paul. He seems pretty sure about everyone else, but he is just kind of lingering on... He's like there by himself now, right? Paul a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get a sense that he's over-complying hmm. after you kind of flexed on him. You also get a, uh, if you want to make an insight roll, I can give you another piece of information. You succeed. Since you offered, sure. You get a sense that he thinks you were speaking in the third part person when you were talking about Dyer's boss. Oh. <laughs> nice. So this dude's real low level then. See something you like? Paul's going to say to him when he notices nice. that he's like eyeing him up. He just like kind of makes a face at you like leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> well since I got that impression now Levi just to like complicate things more will say uh, he's like well I think the uh, the aforementioned boss would like to have a couple words with you now that we're alone and he'll just like turn to Paul and just like clasp Paul on the shoulder <laughs> and just kind of like take a couple steps away implying that Paul is the boss just gonna take a step forward and get pretty close to him but not touching, like, with his hands in his pockets. He kind of makes the, like, rearing back face where your neck folds up all weird. Don't be scared now. Just have a few questions for you. I like to party. I was wondering if you happen to know where any parties are happening tonight? And he just looks back at Levi, <laughs> like, with a question mark on his face real big. Actually, I like that picture instead. You're a man that knows the streets tell me is there anything going on in the EDM scene tonight EDM uh and he's kind of just like grimaces and he's like not really my scene um I mostly sell heroin not exactly a club drug right right 
Well, oh well. I guess uh, now that uh, you don't have a supply, you'll uh, be coming back to us for that now. You understand? Fully. Yes, good. Continue dealing through Marzo and whatnot. Let me ask you, how do you, how do y'all know that Dyer's dead? Yeah, very good then. Uh, well, I'm glad we had this chat. <laughs> and Paul just turned around and walked back. He just kind of like looks down at his hands and eats the last Tic Tac that he was offered because he doesn't know what else to do. <laughs> Levi would just stand, kind of like looking up at the moon, looking down at his watch every now and then. How long is this going to take, Marvin? He just looks at you with wide eyes, shaking his head. <laughs> he grunts audibly. I mean, you just had me send my two guys to try to capture who you think killed Dyer with a rocket. Levi just shrugs. And in that silence, his phone rings. And we'll say the time has been a little longer than it has been in real life, maybe. And uh, he pulls his phone out and flips it. Not flips it, because he has a real phone, unlike you. He just answers it. Does he say that? that? How many words can I use before I get to he answers his phone? And uh, he's like, yeah, what's, did you get him? And he's just uh, staring at Levi as he listens. And he's like, well, how many? And what, uh uh-huh, like a tank? Yeah, uh, get my car out of there. Uh Uh-huh, all right. No, I'm fine. Yeah, and he just hangs up. And he, um, now he has his hands in front of him as if in prayer, but in a very casual way. And he turns towards Levi and he says, their whole block is surrounded by cop cars and they have one of them cop tanks there and a SWAT truck and there's cops fucking everywhere mm. right now. Sounds like something's going on at Mama's house, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly a dangerous place for two guys like my friends to be right now. Disappointing, Marvin. And he's like, "I'll I'll go with you if you all want to go." Like, I don't know. I mean, they're they're gonna kill him. Kill who? That's that's what they do. Ah, uh, the police. Uh, and I'll just like turn to somebody, maybe Alexander. Do you think he'll fit in the trunk? Thumbing to Marvin. He's really mm-hmm. big, right? Yeah, he's. I think if we like, fold him in half, we could stick him in there. And he just goes, "Yo, yo, yo." Ah, <laughs> uh, but you know what? Normally I wouldn't, but we do have this fine vehicle here. Let's take his car. Oh, it's gone. Never mind. I forgot. <laughs> He's here alone. All right. I guess. I guess we have to squeeze this big son of a bitch in our car. <laughs> Good thing it's got a big trunk, right? Now it holds some bill. Uh. Don't worry. I put air holes in it for this kind of purpose. Air holes? Those are like bullet holes to me. And he's like, man, I he's like, I don't wanna I don't wanna go in your trunk. And I didn't want to be here tonight, but here we are. Let's go. Come on now. He's like, I'll just I'll just wait for them to bring my my car back and I'll I'll follow you. No, no, All no, right. no, you're going now. No, no, it's fine. It's really it's No, fine. it's come cool. On. It's really cool. Like, you know, you you can come with us and he points at Marzo. He's like, It's fine, you know, you keep us straight, it's all good. We'll take two cars, it's alright. Marvin, this isn't a question. 
You're coming. Okay. We're at a point where you're going to have to make him do that. All right. That's Dominic. He goes, he goes, fuck. And he just starts visibly sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Paul, you have a good sense that this guy is, um, not a vampire based on all of his physiological subconscious stuff that's happening. Right. Does it seem like he's on any kind of drugs? Uh, not obviously. Okay. <clears throat> and he just kind of like marches over to the side of the car. Right. I want to like try to get in Sam's ear as quickly as possible and just see if he, uh, the Sam, I can't remember if like he had like criminal contacts or police contacts, but like I want to know if, if there's any way Sam can figure out like what's happening down at that address, like through like any contacts, like yes. Police well, scanner. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he would be able to. He could. He could call his contacts and see if they know anything. So once once he sees you guys, you know the situation is all calmed down. He'll he'll drop down off the off the roof from the side and come out of the shadows. Like it's, uh, looks like you got everything handled, Levi. Uh we gotta run the uh, those lucha afros or whatever the hell they're called. And we tried to use, uh, and I'm not saying this like out loud, like, you know, so Marvin can hear everything, but just explaining to Sam what all the information we have and that we need to uh, go down there because apparently they're surrounded by police and there's a tank. I guess the LA police have like a tank and it's surrounded the block where these uh, Lucha Afros are living. So I don't know. Sounds like maybe someone brought in reports of a. RPG or something? It seems like a reason for the police to come out in that much force, I would think, anyways. If it's really police. Hmm. Ah, hmm. Well, that's what we don't know. You wouldn't happen to know anyone, any way to figure out what's going on down there, would you? Let me, let me call my guy. So, on my new burner, <laughs> let's give uh, Abraham a call. Okay, he picks up on, like, the second ring, and he's like, Hello! Hello, buddy. Is that Two Sam? nights in a row. Two nights in a row, huh? I'm sorry. Very unlucky. Oh, what can I help you with, Sam? I'm on the other line, so if I can help you quickly, great. Yeah, have you have you guys have you have the police scanner on right now? Uh, nope. I'm out in the field. What's going um, on? Some some craziness is going down with with L.A. police and the tank in this neighborhood out here. You don't know? You haven't heard anything about this? No, I haven't been listening. A you know tank. Any, yeah, have you ever heard of the LAPD with a tank? Yeah, of course. They have all that shit. Well, they're not tanks. They're, what do they call them? Uh, Marvs? Mervs? Yeah, yeah. Mobile something something. Gotcha, gotcha. Hmm. All right, well, thanks for answering. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Sorry I'm, uh, you know, can't help you too much more, but... Uh, if you hear something, let me know. How about you stay away from that, Sam? I, you know I can't. And uh, you flush this phone down the toilet before you go, all right? <laughs> yeah, there's another one that's going to go. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Be well. You too. And he clicks off. Well, he had nothing of use to say, unfortunately. He's busy as well. Uh, well, guess we'll have to do it. Let's roll up my sleeves. Let's go kill some cops. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't say that. I was hoping to kill some teenagers. Let's <laughs> pretend <laughs> uh, to be cops right. and, and kill some teenagers. We're, we're not going to kill anybody yet. Everybody just calm down. And Marvin is just kind of antsily waiting next to the trunk. How did he how did he respond to me coming out of the shadows? Uh visibly jittery. <laughs> I'm gonna walk up to him and shake his hand. Are you gonna get a ride in the trunk with him? He gives you a cursory shake. Nice. Not like the one that he shook Levi where he was maybe trying to intimidate. Now it's just like, okay, I wanna touch you for as short a time as possible. And I'll put my hand on his shoulder. Say, you ready for a long night, my friend? Well, as long as it's not a short one. Ah, uh, you mean like if you died? <laughs> <laughs> we all laugh. That's not like And he just hey, he's like cautiously smiling because he's not sure if he just helped or harmed himself. Let's roll. Walk over to the Go car again. and open the trunk. And he just stares at it, and he's like, "He's like, man, a, a ninety-eight is like has so much room, so much room." Hmm. But not enough room for your butt. I'm sorry. Get your tuchus in here. Ah, oh, fuck. He just kind of goes in ass first, and then you know how much gas we're gonna use with you in the damn trunk. Comically oh folds God. up into the. Uh, <laughs> thing and just kind of lays fetal position feeling probably more vulnerable than he has ever felt knowing the likelihood of him emerging from this trunk in any sort of place where he wants to be is pretty low does this trunk does, does this model have that emergency escape like they have like it's mandatory in all cars i would highly doubt it <laughs> i was thinking maybe maybe uh Levi had it customized so it's like totally blackout in case he needed a place to hide at any time. <laughs> That's a good idea, though. Emergency. It's a really good idea. It's like a mini mini coffin in there or something. Yeah. Have like purple plush. Wait, it's laid out like a coffin. Thing. So you show Marvin the coffin inside. <laughs> when he opens it up, it goes just goes. Be great if it was just like full of like chopped up body parts. Be like, just oh, let me make some room. Start throwing <laughs> arms and feet and stuff. <laughs> this dude's already traumatized so much. A bat flies out of it. Mountain lion. Count Chocula. Okay, so he's he's in position. All right, and I slam the trunk down hard. I said, "Watch your head." And then you hear him immediately politely knock on the underside. I guess that's to confirm that you're good. And then he just doesn't make another sound. Perfect. <laughs> Let me go get in. Before we take off, I'm going to do some donuts. <laughs> I just like to imagine we're doing that. Like everyone's just like screaming and laughing at the same time. I'm going to take off real <laughs> slow, and then I'm going to start doing some donuts. Yeah, with all this weight in the back, we're gangsters. With all this weight in the back, the back tires are really just sliding everywhere. You want to do donuts? Oh yeah, do I do drop check? <laughs> yeah, I need, uh, we'll say... He rolls the car. Um, <laughs> dexterity and drive. Alright. Let's make sure that's right. Okay. Oh, let me add a willpower to that. Well, you, 
You do it after. Oh. What's the other thing I'm thinking of? Rousing the blood? Yes. Is What's that only it? for fighting, or does that work for this too? Ah, you could use it to up your dexterity by one die for Let's this check. Let's do that. Let me drop these. <laughs> what do you arouse? Wow. Okay, so you. I'm getting hungry. To uh, to fuck with this guy, you're risking um, <laughs> giving control over to your beast. All right, here we go. But you are able oh, to uh, stomp on that brake and cut the wheel, and uh, you're able to get through about one and three quarters of a donut, and then you are ready to head on your way. Am I? <laughs> yes, yes. Sure we are, sure we are. Let's well, go. you're sliding out of it at that point, so it's up to you. Smooth sailing. Not sure how Levi feels about all this. I'm but... say, uh, Levi, I'm sorry if he pukes in your trunk. I just... I just had to have some fun tonight. Oh, I think no, we all need a good time. We'll make we'll make Marzo clean out the trunk if. Uh, well, this guy's an auto detailer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vomit comes out, right? No, just like pound on the back seat. <laughs> all right, let's go. Enough fun. We're having fun. I'm turning into Ron Burgundy, I guess, as Levi's character. <laughs> We're enjoying each other's company. Yo, Levi. I want to talk about something you did back there. Well, you offered that man a mint, and uh, you know, maybe a lesser man maybe would have given just one tic tac. But uh, not only did you <laughs> give two, but uh, no, you gave him four. I uh, I took notice of that. Well, that's why we like you, Marzo. You're highly observant. Yeah, because I mean, we all know, you know, you know, one one tic tac ain't, ain't no. It's not. It's quite, uh, you know. It's four is almost more than double the the value of one. Yeah, you know, and that just means uh, you know you run out of tic tacs even that much faster, which just shows you know how much of a you know how big of a person you are. Yeah, I'm a humanist, really. Yeah. Says the person with the lowest humanity in the group. <laughs> <laughs> These are all true statements. Yes, I agree. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> That's, that's all I wanted to say about that. Roger. Loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how to take a compliment. Are we there yet? <laughs> so, uh, you can kind of... You're kind of like entering the neighborhood. It's another one of these Southern California... Many smaller in this neighborhood, actually, somehow... Um, was a very small house that you were in before, but these ones are even smaller. The yards are smaller, but it's still single-family homes, chain-link fences, beat-up yards, um, a lot of the same-looking house over and over and over. Uh, definitely not any in this neighborhood that look like they've been worked on too much recently. Um, a couple that are clearly like boarded up and stuff, so definitely a bit of a rougher neighborhood. Um, this is just inside of uh, Camel's Domain, like on the other side of the tracks, but not too far in. So uh, you can see there's kind of like uh, just cops everywhere, like on every intersection, just kind of standing. And you can see a lot of like lights and stuff out in the distance a few blocks down. You said this is in Camel's Domain? Yep. 
Yes. Once realizing where we're driving, Nefo will be like, the little shits are in our turf. Alright, Sam, what's the best approach here? So I'm gonna scan around, like, how many cops are out here? Like, the whole force? Like, a whole precinct, pretty much? Yeah, you're thinking there's probably not too many, at least local cops, that are anywhere else than here right now. Hmm. You're, you've noticed that it looks like they just have a kind of like a layered perimeter set up, so there's, you know, like just a cop in a car or maybe even an empty cop car at the outer level, and then you see, you know, cops standing around their cars, and then you're guessing farther in, there's probably like, you know, um, if they do indeed have the the armored vehicle out, then there's probably like, you know, cops with riot control stuff or whatever nearby. Hmm. Well, the way I see it, the only way we're getting through there is if we pretend to be cops. I don't know how else we could sneak past all this. Let's uh, let's ask one of the onlookers or one of the the policemen on the outskirts to see if we can try to get some information about them, see what's going on. Well, let's say we leave the car and go to the ground, feet on the ground. Agreed. So I'm gonna park a ways away, but 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 remember exactly where I parked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's get out. All right. Get out, pop the trunk, see Marvin, does he look rattled at all? Yeah, he just kind of rotates his eyes to look at you, but he is not moving. Wakey, wakey, we're here. I extend a hand to help him out. Okay, he uh, hesitates and then takes your hand and climbs out and hits his head on the lip of the trunk and then reflexively ducks down. All right, Marvin, let's see if we can find your boys. And he's like, uh... Yeah, their house is, um, and he just looks at you, and then he looks down the street. He's like, it's, uh, two blocks up and two blocks over. Did you, did you just yawn at me? Sorry, man, I'm all fucked up. It's dark in there. All right, come with me. And, uh, I'll start walking. I'm just gonna, like, just casually walk over to any, if there's, like, any police officer on the outskirts, that's just kind of, like, you know not part of whatever the main force is going in. You know, just like in regular uniform police officer, not in SWAT gear or anything. Is there any of those around? Facing the same way you are on the same side of the street, like uh, half a block down, um, is a cop car that's just sitting there. You can see a little tiny bit of movement, so you think that there's a cop in the car. Hmm. I'll just kick on presence, turn on all. Mm Mm-hmm and uh, approach him and kind of have like a worried look on my face and kind of just come up to his vehicle. If he was in the yeah. vehicle, I'd like to just knock on the glass or something. But... Marvin is trailing next to you. Now, Marvin, no, stay back. Uh, you know, cops, they have, they make assumptions. <laughs> stay another 20 feet back, please. <laughs> and he kind of, his eyes narrow at you at that one and he just takes a couple steps back. Oh, am I wrong? Do you want to come up here then? <laughs> And he just puts his hands up like, no, no, no. Excuse me, officer. And uh, he kind of rotates around. And he opens the window with the merest crack and doesn't say anything. Ah, and I have my awe turned on. I'm just like, look, I'm trying to visit my grandmother and there's this blockade. What's going on? And he just says... Uh, your your grandmother lives here, and he's like, uh, never mind. Uh, yeah, there's uh just an ongoing investigation. I mean, 
seems it's like an army out here. What's something I should be worried about? Uh, must be some bad guys. I don't know. What, what, what kind of bad guys? I mean, my, my mother lives just a couple blocks down. A couple houses down. And he kind of adjusts himself to get a, a better look at you. And then he sort of, um, you kind of see him, his face shift a little bit. And he's like, uh, well, I think, um, you know, like gang activity, things like that. Uh, they're just, you know, mopping something up. I'm sure your mother's fine. Is he alone in the car? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to dominate. <laughs> Compel. Tell me all the details. And he just kind of looks at you, and uh, he kind of turns his head away for a second as the DM investigates something. I would say it goes against his nature, so we will need a roll. Okay. Charisma, Dominique. Uh, yes. So, Dominique, plus Charisma. Okay, so he just kind of makes a face at you, and he's like, well, because it's your, your mom lives here, I don't mind telling you, uh, you know, just, uh, you heard about that drug dealer that they shot, uh, you know, up, up uh, and kind of sort of near the police station. You heard about that case? Oh, just just uh, bits and pieces. Yeah, well, they think these guys are related to that drug dealer. So ah. They're, you know, they're trying mm-hmm. to they're trying to take these guys off the street. You understand. Sorry, ST. Do I know what he's talking about? The other one? What near the police station? Where would that be? Um, you think I don't know how to play this because if you can't figure it out, <laughs> um, well, I mean I don't know where the police station is. Like what? Okay. Uh, what other police-involved shootings have we learned about during this game? The park. I'd have the community I mean, very worried about it. I mean, yeah, there's one big like kid got shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. You think the it's visual. probably that one? Okay. Ah, oh, okay. Well, is it uh, was it like a, a drug? Is involved with drugs or is it just kids or what's the? Who exactly are they looking for? You know, the rest of his gang. They must what's have found information. Uh, you know when they. When they had to protect the, the community and, and kill that other one, you know, they must have done some investigation and, and turned up that this is, a, you know, their flop house or whatever. And uh, which house are they looking in? And he gives you the specific address, which is the same specific address that you dominated out of the other guy. Okay. Okay, thank you, officer. Good day. Just tap the top of his car. Walk away. Okay. All right, let's go back to the group. Just tell him. What I learned that they're all the cops are actually going to the same place we are because they're looking to uh, arrest or possibly kill some gang members. As I said. Are you hiding it from Marvin? No, and he's Not just like, he's like, God damn, I didn't think Dyer had that much influence. Hmm, I doubt it's Dyer, he's dead, and he just kind of uh makes like a 
duck mouth face and looks away from you. <laughs> Does that mean something? <laughs> like he's skeptical that you're correct, but he doesn't want to say anything. Boos? Hmm. Sorry, that? I didn't hear what he said. I heard Arcopus. That's my oh, contribution to this hour of the recording. You know, <laughs> you know when your face is all scrunched up. Yeah, pretty much. Like he's biting his tongue, more or less. Ah, okay. I don't know. What would we do, Paul? Alexander? Do we let the cops do their job? I thought, I thought the duck face was for those Facebook profiles that you sexy at the same time. But if you raise your eyebrows and turn your head to the side, then you're being skeptical, don't you think? Oh. Why can't Marvin be doing both? He could be skeptical. <laughs> he's he's skeptical. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Mace is having time, trouble yeah. with his uh, beanbag chair, doesn't it? <laughs> Very specific sound. Got my notepad here. Skeptical and sexy. Skeptical. That's what I was. I put it in Discord. That's what I was trying to say. Skeptical. Skeptical. Just sounds like testicle, guys. Sounds like sex If you guys ever watch Dark Crystal, but those guys are like named Skex. No, I just think it's Skex testicles. They they show him. It's like yo, that's his testicle. More animals for you to talk to. You know, I I took a class in zoology. <laughs> you know, not a big deal. <laughs> I may not know nothing about nothing, but I know a skeptical when I see it. Levi will turn to Marvin. Marvin, can you go sit in the car for a bit? He's like, in the seat? Yes, in the seat this time. You've earned it. He just immediately goes into the car and sits there. And I'm just like addressing the group. Like, how do we, how do we go about this? We need to appease the sheriff. I mean... If we can get into the house, maybe we can find some evidence that they have uh, those weapons that were used. Levi just kind of shrugs. I'm running out of gas. Uh, I think that there's a, a rave going on in this neighborhood somewhere. Possibly. And? Uh, why am I asking you? Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean the one at Bumpinelli's? Yeah, I know it. <laughs> Bumpinelli's, you said? That was a joke. I, I don't know what you're talking about. God damn it. Okay. Um, well, right. Uh, so, were we, are, are the cops close? No? Okay. Um, were we just going to kill this guy and then, you know, pin it on him? Is that still the plan then? How are we going to pin it on him? You know, I, I don't know. He's, he's got, he had <laughs> a rocket launcher. That, didn't you he? don't have any details, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just let me think for a minute, all right? I thought you thought, and then that's how you came up with this plan. I thought that was the order. The kids, right? The kids are the ones with the the revenge, yeah? And Marvin was working with so. them. Yes? So Yeah. So there we go. That's I enough, mean, isn't it? Marvin, this is the uh the story that I made in my mind, but you know, Marvin uh gave them some work to do. They used that money to somehow acquire a weapon like that, and then they use it to extract extract their uh, revenge on Dyer. Yes. Perfect. Alright. So if we can find any other remnants of those weapons, uh, maybe that's enough for the sheriff to, uh, you know, close his case. Yeah, so you had it all figured out, right? That's good. 
Maybe we give them this fat fuck in the meantime. We give the give this guy to the police, and then maybe the kids will be left alone for ah, us to. Uh... I like it. How do we convince them? You got powers. Hmm. I'm wondering. Can I force Marvin to confess <laughs> to uh, killing a cop? <laughs> uh, you think that it could be possible, but it may be tough. If you exert your will enough over him, it may cost you uh, quite a bit, would tax you a lot, but you could certainly try. You would expect that it would not be smooth sailing, kind of like you just had with the cop, where it was kind of against his nature, and you don't think that he would uh, mm. easily do that. How about with a gun to his face? In front of the police? No, we just record it. Just record the audio. And give the cop the audio with the, with the guy. Oh, I thought we were just going to walk him over right now. Well, we can after we record the audio. Let's do both. That way, in case he runs off for some reason. Hmm. Officer, after killing, the, after killing Officer McDaniels, it's head of, uh, I don't know, how, do you, how does one confess to murdering a police officer? <laughs> what do I make this jimp say? Oh, with these American he cops, all they, all they have to say is, I did it. They'll, they'll take him for whatever. Alright, let's give it a shot. Marvin's chosen his path in life, and this is where it's led. I walk over to the car. Pop open the door. Just kind of, like, squat down. Because I guess Marvin's in the seat. And I just kind of squat down. And beside the door. <clears throat> With, like, everyone around me. And, um... It's like, look, Marvin, I've talked to the police, and, uh... It's not looking good for your boys. They, uh... Look like they're honing in on the house right now. They think that they're cop killers. Cop killers? Yes, and I'll turn on my all, my presence. Yes, cop killers. Hmm, it's terrible. Look, I mean, just look at them. They're armed to the teeth. It's a couple teenagers. It's, uh, you know, the, the boys are going to be slaughtered. What cop got killed? And uh, I'll just ignore this question. And, uh, and it's going to be, uh, you know, we can't have youths just being slaughtered by the police. It's unacceptable. I mean, yeah, if they're one year older, sure, they're legal adults. Who gives a shit? But not now. <laughs> so, uh, look, we need you to to do the adult thing here, Marvin. You've influenced these boys, and uh, I feel like you you hold some responsibility for their actions. And he just kind of, like, turns his head sideways, and he's like, I don't understand. There's an officer in a vehicle just over there. I'll just point to the one that, the one that I was talking to. And, um, uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna have to, like, super juice myself. I don't know. Uh, I guess this needs to confirm, should confirm the bulls ahead of time. I don't know how many times I can blood surge. Like, in just a once. Well, just you can once? do it once per check. Okay. So you can't, like, give uh, yourself plus 20. You can give yourself plus one. Mm -hmm. Well, so wait. Can't we confuse him? Can't we, like, tell, can't we cloud his memory? You know, make him forget the past. 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever, and then tell him, you know, like, you know, make it seem like he's just done something ridiculous, but he doesn't remember. Cover his hands Convince blood. him that he did it. Convince him that he did it. And then, you know, this is, you know, the only way out of this is for you to go confess, man. They're just, they're just going to kill you. They won't give you a chance. And Marvin is like, cloud my memory. Uh, see, this is going to be like the movie Men in Black now, isn't it? All right, somebody do it to him. <laughs> Okay, Marvin, look at me. So I need you to forget. 
or something. Okay. So as soon as he forgets, I'm just gonna like grab his thighs and just start start shaking him. Be like, Marvin, they've got the boys' home surrounded. They think that they killed the cop. You have to tell them the truth. And he just kind of comes out of a fugue, and he's like, he looks like he recognizes you, but he's not sure where. And he's like, uh, Leonard. Yes, it's Leonard. What, what are you? Who did you think it is? What's going on? And he kind of um, goes to get out of the car. The officer in that vehicle over there. You need to tell him before they kill the boys. They think that they killed the cop, but you, you just gotta tell him it was you. They'll go easy on you if you confess. And we'll help you out. We'll pay, we'll pay your bond and all that good stuff. You don't worry about it. And he goes, he lets go of the door handle and he turns back to you and he's like, Killed a cop? And, what are you uh, talking about? Do my rails check now, I guess. Ah, uh, it's the first time I've failed a rails check. And, uh, I use dominate. Uh, let's see, dominate plus charisma. And I add one die. Hold on, let me see what is the counter check. Okay. Uh, let's see. Versus their intelligence and resolve. Hopefully he's a dummy. Oof, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know which oof that is. Okay, um, go ahead. <laughs> and charisma. Um, okay, so I didn't reset your difficulty, so what you see is not accurate. So it was... How many successes did you get? Three total. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, based so on that, on that difficulty. So the real difficulty was six. On four dice, he rolled a crit success. Okay. So you could spend willpower to re-roll three dice, but not your hunger dice. Um. Uh. Now that I know the difficulty, I'm not going to do that. Because <laughs> there's almost no way I can fucking... I guess I will. Might as well. I don't care. I've already used a bunch of blood and stuff. Alright, so three dice. Oh, whoops, let me drop the modifier thing. Hmm. Okay, so you come out even. And he just kind of is still looking at you as you're talking to him. And then I'll just shrug. I'll just turn to Sam. Sam! <laughs> yeah? He's not listening. He's not seeing reason. Alright. So I'm gonna grab him. Wait, gonna... did you put your presence on that too? Does that help? I mean, I've had my had my presence on, but I don't think it, I can add it to my die roll. Doesn't have dots? Mm-hmm. So you could have added... I think you can add one to your roll, maybe? But that okay. wouldn't get you there. Rolled anyways. There's another success. Okay, so you're up to four. Okay. Um... I guess it changes the degree of failure. I want to just not have had him roll six successes on four days. Yeah, he could. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he's listening to you, but it's clear that he's not jumping into action. All right. I'm going to turn my... my um, that's not this one. Does dominate not work for this? That's what I just tried to do. Oh, missed that. He was, lethal, it was telling a professional on. criminal to confess to a crime, which kind of goes against his <laughs> nature. It was contested. So I'm turning my lethal body on. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder and kind of, to me, gently squeeze. But with that, it'll be a little bit stronger. 
and uh, saying, you know what you did, and you need to make it right, or else these boys are gonna fucking die. You, uh, you have him kind of, like, by the traps, and he's kind of just, like, trying to shrink away from you, but he can't because he's too big, too tall, and he's like, ah, ah, fuck, let go of me. What the he's fuck are you talking in... about? I didn't kill no cop. He's sitting on the in on the seat in the car, right? Yeah. And and I'm kind of like, kind of like crouched down, like you talk to a child, with your hand on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, you did, and if you didn't, your people did. What people? I don't know, but we know you did it. You said you did. Man, and he just kind of like. You bragged about it. Has like his hand on his forehead and he's shaking his head. He's like, I didn't kill a cop. Well, who was it you killed then? If it wasn't a cop. And he just stops talking. Because it was a cop. Think hard. Does he get like an intimidation roll or anything? If he wants to, I mean, you guys can. Yeah. Let me do intimidate. Okay. So, what do you want with that Here, intimidation? Um, I think slow. I haven't used it yet. Uh, can I do with the intimidation? I want to do my um, my thing when we get a chance. My, like premonition. Intimidation plus composure? Manipulation? Yeah, Strength? I would say. Strength if I'm trying to probably strength. Yeah, since you're physically doing it, and then you can give yourself um, an extra die for your lethal body. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so he's just like really trying to shrink away from you, and he's squirming, and he's clearly intimidated. So, are you ready? What's my story, man? Fuck, they're just gonna kill me. They're just gonna light me up on the street. No, no, we're not gonna let that happen. Don't worry. What cop? Stop thinking, stop thinking about yourself for a moment, Marvin. He just looks over at Levi. And winks at him? What? <laughs> He's just being respectful. Alright, I'm gonna say, let's, let's go talk to Officer McGillicuddy over here. Do a premonition. He said, um, it wasn't a cop. I want to try to figure out who he did. He did kill. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> You're permitted, and you just see you see yourself killing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> much. I'm hoping for yeah. context clues. That, that's basically okay. what happened. So, um, <laughs> Paul, you're just instantly uh, looking down an alley at some folded up uh, guy who you assume is yourself, and you just look down at your shaking uh, black hand, and there's a pistol in it and you're you just feel yourself saying oh fuck oh fuck he's dead recognize the alley um it looks similar to the one where you encountered that uh that street drug dealer way back when oh bar's Um, friend you're assuming around there cool and uh you like a sense of the time frame like was this recent history or like um not terribly recent but recent enough you think uh the sense you get is that this is part of what was happening when dyer's crew was coming in and trying to rearrange stuff whatever skirmishes were happening so you think maybe um you're intuiting that this is why Marvin has been such a good boy is because he might have accidentally done something he didn't want to do. Like paying on time and, you know, never being out of line and making it so that Marzo never had to come visit him. Nope. End of premonition. And I'm back. 
Paul, you have some some blood coming out of your nose. What? Oh, yeah. And it's looking pretty like, good to you it. right about now, Levi. Then he uh, <laughs> he just like licks it off of his hand. You don't wait. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> All right, Marvin, you ready to face the music? Now, don't worry. You just they'll lock you up for a couple hours, or I mean, probably a couple days, and then. But we'll come. We get to bail. We get a good lawyer. You know, we got the money. And he just has his head down. And he's like, "What if I say no?" Then you have the blood of those children on your hands. And he just has his head down, and he just shakes his head. He's like, "I can't believe they killed a cop." And uh, he just kind of looks up at the the roof of the car, and he's like, "He's like." You swear to God, you swear to God, you're gonna get me out and give me a lawyer and all that shit. So I'll kick a presence and all, and and I'll just lean over and just sincerely look at his eyes, and uh, just with like, you know, my left hand on my like left knee and my right arm like behind my back. I have my fingers crossed, and I said, Marvin, I swear to you, we'll do everything in our ability to get you out. And he just looks at Sam and he's like, Let go of me. I, I slowly let go and smile. You're a good he man. Kind of does a circle with his shoulder and he just says like, "Man, fuck you." And he gets out of the car. Then like Levi just mutters loud enough just that uh, like maybe Paul or Sam or Alexander Marzo somebody nearby could hear him. He's just like acting high and mighty. He's a heroin dealer. As I watch him walk away. So you guys are just sending him on his no. own to do it? Is that it? No. 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 Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Thanks. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of exhausted. Levi, you you have a relationship. You have rapport. Rapport with this with this officer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fine. I'll go. Nice Israeli French accent. Rapport. <laughs> All right. So I walk over with him. You know, Sam was a drow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when I listened back to that, because I knew that it was coming and that it was French, it was so funny. <laughs> and I appreciated it. Okay, anyway, so Sam is going with him. Actually, Sam, Batman. I told the officer kind of a bullshit story about my grandmother being in here, and then all of a sudden, if I walk up with the perp that they have, it kind of seems a little funny. I think uh, maybe you or someone else should go. All right, all right, all right. How about me and Marzo go? Yeah. Sounds splendid. And hey, Marzo, let's uh, Marzo. let's take this guy over to the police. Yeah, let's do it. So we'll just walk. We'll just walk. Guide him towards the police car. Mm-hmm. Pardon me, officer, but uh, there's been a break in the case. And uh, he kind of <laughs> double takes at the window and rests his hand after he sees uh, Marzo and Marvin specifically. <laughs> uh, rests his hand on his gun. And he cracks the window even less than last time. And he's like, help you, gentlemen. And he's aggressively, no one has more aggressively said gentlemen in the history of time. <laughs> look, look, it's, it's, we just want to talk to you about this uh, the situation over here with all these police officers going after some kids. What's what's going on here? They're, they got some kids they're looking for. And he just kind of eyeballs the three of you. And he's like, that's right, drug dealers. Yes. Well, we found we, we we actually got a hold of the the true culprit of these crimes. What are you it's talking not about? The kids. The kids are small fries. We've we've got the head of the operation right here. And like uh, Marzo, kind of like shoves his shoulder against his back to make him step forward. 
and then I give him I give the visibly, cop Marzo. The cop no, visibly <laughs> uh, straightens in his seat as the guy stumbles a little bit forward, and then he pops the door open and he's on his feet outside with the, the three of you, and he's he says, "What's this?" Go ahead, tell him what you told us. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Marvin just kind of like looks at Sam and can see like tears forming and he just looks at the cop and he's like man it wasn't those kids man it was me and, and he was about to say and something and he's like it was me I fucking did it leave those kids alone man tell you guys to come out like cause it was me alright and the cop just looks really confused and he just looks at Sam and he's like what is this bullshit well we're part of the neighborhood watch yo open and shut case officer and he just looks between the two of you and he says show me your hands to Marvin and he aggressively uh, has his gun on his hip or his uh, hand on his hip on his gun and Marvin just like there's no need for that officer there's no need for that hands up and then out in front of him and the cop uh, over aggressively manhandles him onto the side of the car and zip ties him with his hands behind his back and then he stuffs him into the back of the cop car and then uh, with the uh, cop car back door open and Marvin on the inside of it kind of laying across the seat he says what is it that you did and Marvin just says Man, I done it! I killed that fucking cop! Fuck that cop! I fucking got him! I fucking did it! And I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> and he, like, <laughs> kicks at the guy. Whoa! Pull the reins back a bit there. <laughs> and then, uh... The cop just reaches in and gives him, a sh- like, a pound on whatever he can reach and then slams the door. And he just turns around and he's like, Guys, what the fuck is going on? Those are good kids. We know these kids. This is our neighborhood. We, we, we watch this neighborhood. And he just looks at the two of you, and he's kind of maybe not buying it. Um, but he looks at the guy that he just put in the, in the back seat, and he's like, oh, fits the profile. And then uh, he, because he's a cop, and then he goes to his yes. radio <laughs> on his shoulder, and he says, uh, hey, uh, Hey, guys, I know, um, and then he just walks away from the two of you for a second and holds up his hand like, don't move. And uh, neither of you guys have the super sharp senses, right? What's that mean? Like a merit? Paul has that. Okay. Paul's in the car, right? Yeah, Paul's not really paying attention to the finer details of this interaction. So, uh... He's over on the radio for like 45 seconds and then he kind of stomps back over and he's like, Two dots in awareness. You... I mean, he's about to tell you what he did. He's, okay. He says, uh, <laughs> I'm going to need you two to stay, hang tight right here with me. Uh, the Sarge is going to come talk to you. He's up the street. He'll be right here. Okay? Don't go anywhere. He just no. moves to, uh, um, sort of the front of the car and he's looking up the street from where his uh, sergeant is going to be coming from. Can I use this as a chance to stealth the hell out of there? Or is it too obvious? <laughs> Leave Marzo standing there. <laughs> you could certainly try. Yeah, I would try. 
I'll tap Barzo and like nod my head to the left. Like, hey, Abu Boo. <laughs> yeah, Yogi. <laughs> I will switch to Snagglepuss to exit the stage left. We should just, we should, from this point on, we should just have our characters as Yogi and Boo Boo. <laughs> Both got claws. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yogi, we, we need to get some more picnic baskets. <laughs> we need some more blood packs. Alright, let me... <laughs> boom. Yo, boo-boo, the beast though. took me over again. I killed someone. <laughs> hey, boo-boo, I'm addicted to blood. I think I'm going to use a willpower to reroll three blood. of them. Alexander's just watching all this shit and he's like, is this a reference to something I don't understand? <laughs> Okay, go ahead and do that re-roll. So you can you can re-roll up to three, but not any of your hunger dice. So I'm oh, guessing... so it's only two, right, then? Yeah, I would assume. Okay. So I'll just re-roll two. Hey! That's how it's done, Jeremy. Hey, boo-boo! <laughs> you got a success over here! So, uh, the cop is just... He's facing down the road away from you guys. And, uh, you know, there's traffic going by, and he's uh, just continues speaking into his radio. He's saying stuff like, yeah, I don't know, this guy just came up and looks the type, but he said, you know, he killed a cop, and I'm not sure who they're talking about, and he seems agitated, and uh, got some guys from the questionable-looking guys from the, the community community watch out here, and, uh, you know, they, they brought him in, I don't know, they citizens rest. So, like, as he's kind of relaying more of the story, uh, Sam, you're able to kind of, like, slink away. Where are you going? Do you have a plan? Just away. I'm going to, like, try to go. Is there helicopters and shit out here, too, right now? Uh, no, you don't think there's a helicopter. Okay. Then I'm just going to try to, like, be within viewing distance, but up and away. Perhaps on on one of these these roofs. Like I said, these, these uh, roof air conditioner units. Well, it is Southern California, so... Yep. They have air conditioning, I guess yep. so. Yep, we do. So Everywhere. why don't you... Uh, America, baby. Roll me if you're going to hide. It's kind of different. Oh, okay. So why stealth to sneak away. So and you then... got away, and now you want to hide in place, right? Hmm. want to hide and watch. So why don't you roll me a composure and stealth? Damn. Ooh. That's a lot of dice. Okay, uh, so you kind of scramble into somebody's yard, and you're you don't see an easy way up under the roof. So you kind of are crouching behind their air conditioning unit, which happens to be on the side of the house and not on the roof. <laughs> In their topiary. And, uh, Marzo, what are you doing? Uh, uh yeah, I guess uh, Marzo taking note. Um, he's gonna look for a place to hide as well. And uh, tries to find maybe I guess another air conditioner to hide behind. So why don't you do um, your what was your first sneak that you did? Stealth and composure. Yeah, both the same. Okay, so I just do your composure. stealth and composure, Marzo. Okay. Oof. <laughs> Two dice. <laughs> you don't even find an alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't find the alley, big guy. So uh, <laughs> you 
don't have stealth in your composures too. Okay. Uh, so you um, you kind of maybe the cop told you to stay put, so you thought, okay, I will stay put. But Sam uh, slunk away, and then when you noticed that Sam wasn't there is when you started to sneak away, but the cop had already turned around to face you. So to the cop, it looks like you're just walking away. And he's like, hey, hey, buddy, I told you to stay put. Where's your friend? Yo, we got things to do. You got your case done. Bada bing, bada boom. I just told you the sergeant wants to talk to you, sir. Now I need you to come over here, but wait by the car. Yo, time is money. I got shit to do. What you got to be bothering me for? You should be thanking me. Are they going to give me a medal? And he uh, puts his hand on his gun again. And he's like, I'm going to need you to come stand over here by the car. Talk to the sergeant for however long he needs. And then we'll talk about where you can go afterwards. Okay? Yeah, well, I better get a fat reward for this. Are you moving towards the car? Yeah, I'm just going to chill out by the car. Okay, he uh, relaxes a little bit. And you see him just kind of shake his head in disgust as he <clears throat> turns back around and says, uh, here comes the Sarge now. And he parks on the across the street where, right in front of the house where Sam is hiding. And Sam, you see, it's an unmarked car, but it's still clearly a cop car in that way that those cars are. And uh, this guy's just wearing, like, a shirt and slacks. He's not in cop gear. He's in, like, you know, I'm the boss cop gear. And he uh, just kind of gets out of his car and looks around and then crosses the street and uh, comes over to the, the cop that Marzo's chatting with. And he says, so what's going on? You did a, you pulled a citizen's arrest on this guy? And he, how did you make him for, uh, for, he said he killed a cop? Yeah, he'll tell you all about it. Where's my money? And he just looks at the other cop, and then he looks at Marzo, and he's like, I'm sorry, what money? You know, big fat reward. I bring you this guy. He's a, you know, and he does like kind of like a Shooter McGavin look. He does like, he's one of them cop killers. Pow, 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 right? Well, here he is. Where's my money? I'll take a medal, too. And uh, the cop just kind of uh, runs his tongue over his teeth and he's just kind of sizing you up not really sure how angry to be at you and he says all right yeah uh why don't you um go have a seat in my car and uh we'll go over to the station together and we'll see about that reward how's that yo why do i have to go to the station you bring it here i brought you him already what what do i gotta do all this extra work and he just, like, fully turns his full attention, like he's squared up on you now. And he's like, can I see your uh, driver's license, please? Why do you need to see my driver's license? I'm not driving right now. Sir, let me see some identification. Yo, my name's Marzo. What do you need to know? It's bejeweled on my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Is this he, happening? He uh, turns his back and kind of does, like, a... You know, like a bodybuilder flex, and it says just Marzo across the <laughs> that little unicorn and rainbow bullet and bullet leaf bit. Blah, blah, blah. That's how I feel. Uh, and so the guys in the other car, you kind of were cheering on Sam as he snuck away, and now you're chewing your fingernails as you see Marzo stupidly got caught. Uh, 
and you're not really sure where this is going other than you see the cop is um, probably losing his patience. And he's like, yeah, that that's how it works. You come down to the station. I mean, you're, you say that you are turning in a admitted cop killer. We need to talk to you at the station to find out what evidence you collected, what evidence we might have that could, uh, you know, corroborate what you have. Compare that to what the perp says. We're, we're going to need you to come in, sir, and we're going to need you to come in right now. So I'm going to take you over here. And he kind of gets close to you and holds his hand palm up towards his car across the street and says, you're going to come with me to my car. You'll sit in the car while I chat with the officer here and with the perp. And then we'll go so down to like, the station have a nice chat. Okay? That's the, the way it's going to be. His voice, Levi's going to like jog over and... Uh, go up to Marzo and be like, Marzo, what are you doing here? Yo, this guy wants me to collaborate ever evidence? Do I look like a fucking cop? God, what am I doing your jobs for you too? I bring you the killer now and I gotta read him his own Miranda rights? And, fucking uh, hell, this and fucking other guy. Co- the other cop kind of blanches when you say that because he did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Levi will look at the, the badge, like what's the name of the cop that I talked to you before? Like a little nameplate, I guess. Um, I believe we settled on McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. <laughs> it's the name for all cops. Um, so he'll like jog over and he'll like see the officer McGillicuddy and he'll say, Officer McGillicuddy, sorry, I, we, we talked earlier. I think you remember I was trying to visit my, my mother. I, Mar- Marzo, what are you doing here? It's, uh, they got the whole neighborhood blocked off. I just gotta wink at Marzo. Yeah, do I look fucking blind? Look at it. <laughs> What's that? And, <laughs> I'll, I'll kick on my awe, my presence awe, and uh, then turn like the sergeant fellow, the new cop that showed up, and be like, "What's uh, what's going on here? Is it a problem?" And uh, the cop just kind of furrows his brow and looks at this newcomer on the scene, and how incongruous he seems with Marzo, and he just says, uh, "What do you know about this cop killer, alleged?" I- Sorry, I don't know much about that. I just, I saw Marzo because I know he's part of the neighborhood watch here. And he and, uh, you know, the other part of the watch, they always look after my mother, who I was trying to visit today. But uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't know much about the uh, cop killer. And uh, the I, sergeant. I, I, I should tell you, I, if you are going to question Marzo here, I can like, put my like one hand on Marzo's shoulder and kind of do the thing where I'm like, I keep my hand on his shoulder, but I'm kind of push him behind me and I'm kind of leaning forward towards the cop is uh, Marzo is uh, he has some mental illness and he if you're going to question him I'm, you're going to need his, uh, his guardian or someone else to be with him the fuck you talking about do I look like a fucking ditty <laughs> and, and then after he says that Levi just looks at the sergeant and just kind of gives him like a look like see <laughs> 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 oh fuck so the uh the sergeant is kind of just taking this all in and uh once Levi arrives on the scene kind of looks more amused than aggravated and he turns towards the the beat cop and he's like uh you know these these watch guys you work this neighborhood don't you and the uh, the cop kind of just looks back at Levi and is like, um, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, well, uh, 
Look, guys, I, I mean, I can't just, you know, can you come in tomorrow? Oh, sure. We can arrange. I'll make sure that, you know, uh, I'll make sure Marzo has someone there to, you know, that can effectively communicate anything necessary. He just, his eyes linger on Marzo and he has kind of a sour face on. And then he looks back at Levi and he's a little more uh, ready to talk with Levi. And he says, okay, well, uh, just give your information to uh, the officer here and... Uh, I'm gonna have a chat with our friend in the car, and uh. All right. Yes. No problem. Thank you, officer. He gets into the cop car, and closes the doors, and he's. You see that he's talking over his shoulder to Marvin, who has calmed down and is now more uh, gritting his teeth against flowing tears than anything else, from what you can see at a glance. And the, yeah, the cop, kind of, if they make eye contact at all, Levi just kind of stares at him blankly. Showing the, no cop, <laughs> the cop whips out his uh, little notepad and he's like, okay, so uh, just give me your contact information and, uh, you know, we'll give you a call and we'll have uh, one of the guys come down to unmarked car, bring you down to the station so you don't have to worry about transportation. Um, you know, thanks for, for helping out with like our community watch people, you know. Uh, Marzo just says, ha, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll uh, pencil in between uh, me fucking your sister and me fucking his mother. And the it's, cop... It's uh, like a form of Tourette's. It's like, it's like Tourette's. Puts his hand on his hip aggressive. takes a step towards Marzo. He's like... It's like it's... Just think of it like Tourette's officer. He just kind of says things and he almost immediately forgets what he says. Just... I'll, I'll give you my information instead. And he just like, he goes, yeah, maybe that's best. And he just starts, uh, he's ready to write the info as he continues to look at Marzo, like with his eyes narrowed and his brow furrowed. So like, during, during the day hours, he's, uh, he's at the day center. You know, they're, they're working on like cognitive abilities and mathematics and stacking blocks and things like that. So he's really busy throughout the day. So if we could do this in the evening, uh, maybe after dinner when he's more relaxed uh, and he'll just like lean in a little more. This is his most relaxed state. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the cop's eyes kind of widen a little bit. And he's like, yeah, I don't I don't mind. Uh, look, um, you'll arrange it with the office when they call you. Look, how do uh how does he help with the neighborhood watch? It's more like a participation trophy kind of thing. Yo, I'm standing right fucking here. What are you guys fucking <laughs> talking about here? Go fuck yourself, cop. And he just like fucking like, you know, flips him off like right in his face. And then Levi just kind of laughs like fakely and, and slaps uh, Mars on his shoulder. And he's like, ha ha, yeah, fuck you too, Marzo. Ha ha, see? It's like this all the time. Uh, so... And yeah, the cop is, uh, are you giving your info to the cop? Or what info I'll are you him like giving a, him? Like a burner phone number. The mm-hmm. one I have on me now. Okay. <laughs> and then Marzo uh, takes it. Yeah, let me write my number down. 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF. <laughs> <laughs> See how he just kind of like leans into one word and just keeps using it over and over again? It's, and the cop just... It's a sign of the illness. Kind of mutters to him as he's eyeballing mutters to Levi as he's eyeballing Marzo and he just says like who thought it was a good idea to get him in the gym all the time 
You know, they just, it's like, it's a weird form of neglect, you know? They just, let's throw the dumbbells in his room. That'll keep him busy. And then you get this big, muscly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a beep. <laughs> the whole conversation was leading to this moment. I think we all know. <laughs> Levi kind of catches himself and he's like, ah, oh, sorry, we don't, we don't say that anymore. <laughs> and the cop is like, Ugh. like that guy from what's that movie with the mouse? Goonies? George. <laughs> Goonies! Like he's Chunk or whatever his name is. Or what's their guy's name? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Fuck you! (laughs) You were the baby Ruth. I was thinking of yeah, like uh, that other classic movie of of Rain Man. Yeah, of Mice and Men. Not um. I just love that Levi went to Goonies, and the cop is—he <laughs> just makes a curious face, and he's like, "Oh wow, uh, well, I guess, I guess so." And he uh, gives you his card. Thank you, Officer McGillicuddy. Hope uh, the watch has proven to be a valuable service tonight. I hope so too. Uh, just a shame I got to drive this son of a bitch. You know what I mean? I wish we could just hook him up in a chain gang and make him walk. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, yes, uh, safe driving, and uh, we'll, uh, I guess I'm assuming the police force will probably recede a bit after this. Gotta get to see my mother. Oh, I would imagine. Ah, fantastic. And he uh, just gets back in the car and closes it up. I'll just turn around and grab Marza by the shoulder and kind of walk with him towards the car. And he's like, come as on, Marza, uh, you son of a bitch. As the sergeant is uh, coming back out of the car after having spoken with Marvin. And uh, he's about to call out to you, but the uh, other officer grabs his shirt. And you see him explaining something to the sergeant as you guys walk back to your car. And he's like waving the notepad at him as he's talking. Good work, Mar- uh, Marzo. Could have went better. Marzo uh, puts his hands to his mouth. Yo, blue lives matter. <laughs> right, you fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, and then I just like turn around and I <laughs> that hand gesture where I hit myself on the chest or something to the cops. <laughs> like they, trying to like convey the situation. I don't know. <laughs> this is all bad. <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus! How how am I like trying to be the most careful when I end up saying the worst stuff? <laughs> oh, it's like regression to childhood or some psychological thing. <clears throat> okay, so you're you you are all safely back at the car. Sam uh, has been calmly waiting for the scene to break up in his hiding spot. I was I was ready to come up and <laughs> slit everyone's, everyone's throats. Ours included. I'll stand by. 
<laughs> no, just, just the closest just person. Alright, well, the, the police force should be receding soon. We can make our way in and try to close this up. He looks down at his watch. Well, you only have uh, an hour and 15 minutes to do this, so... <laughs> I was gonna say, why is that? But now I understand. Yes. And uh, the sergeant strolls across the street. Uh, he's on his radio as he gets in the car. And Sammy hear him say something about, like, new development, confession, down to the station, uh, leave a couple posted, and then he gets in the car and drives off. As expected, they're going to leave some guys here, but uh, I think we should be able to maneuver around them, or at least so the, uh, spy the other fuck cop over here. in the marked cop car that has Marvin in the back uh, also drives off. You see one other cop car in the distance driving off the same way, so you think it probably is starting to break up a little bit up the street. Is that unmarked? Was that unmarked cop car? Was it like obviously a cop car, or was it like one yeah, of those? Yeah, the sergeant's car is like. Idea it was a if cop you car. were on the lookout for unmarked cop cars, you would know that it was one. But if you were some dope just walking down the street, maybe you would just think like, "Oh, I didn't know they okay. still made those cars." <laughs> it's one of the ones with four antennas sticking out the back. Impala. It's a charger. Yeah, with, pretty with much. Plates. All right, well, let's see if the boys are home and if they're right. carrying RPGs. No one's playing that pile of garbage free? until they work out all the bugs. <laughs> so much wasted time. Let's um, let's take a short <laughs> break. All right. I gotta go pee pee. To play Baldur's okay. Gate for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> That's the language you're upset about. <laughs> That's, no, the retards, okay, but... that's the only thing that gets okay, but that's the only thing gets censored out. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh my god, what is Jordan going to really do? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Beep. <laughs> Platinum crust. Make it a double beep, though. Double beep. <laughs> like, I gotta go. Beep beep. And then it's like, what is he doing, man? Ten minutes break, so we'll be back at 58. Okay, so the cops are, are filtering out. What's your plan? Need to go in there and find some evidence uh, that these children are using explosives. It's the only thing Levi can think of. Anything else? <clears throat> Back in the car now. Well, so I yeah. snuck in. I've snuck over to the uh, to the house. I Spider-Maned my way. So I'm I'm at the, I'm currently on top of the house that we're trying to get into. Okay, it's well, not we have gonna a man be on the inside. Quite right that now, simple. Stirring the pot. So if you wanted to go do that by yourself, let's focus on Alexander for a minute. So Alexander, I'm gonna need um some info about how you went about doing that well so it's a it's a neighborhood right and chain link fences mm -hmm. i imagined that i was going to lizard my way through 
not through the fence, but over and under the fence, because I can, believe I can do that fairly quietly. <clears throat> and I know which I know which house that we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. So actually, I'm gonna amend that. Not on top <laughs> of the house. I'm at the house next to it. I'm on top. I'm on the roof next to the house that we're trying to get to. Okay, so your method for getting there was what to go through the yards. To go, I'm going. Imagine, imagine Super Mario. I am 2Ding my way up and over, up and over the houses, but I'm doing it stealthily and lizard-like. Okay. So I'm just going up the side of the house and over, and then down, and then up and over. Okay. Why don't you make a roll for your stealth? <coughs> so we'll just say straight stealth? that would be. Uh, Yeah, probably your dexterity and stealth. Okay, let's try that. Okay. <clears throat> so you're able to uh, get yourself set up on the house next door, and from the top of there, you can see uh, kind of the array of police presence that's still there. It looks like they have a what appear to be empty cop cars at both ends of the block with just their lights going, but no sirens. So it's kind of the whole street and row of houses on both sides of the street are lit up with that strobing blue and red. And uh, there's also a couple of cops just kind of standing around in front of the house, like on the sidewalk, just kind of being present. And then there's uh, another cop in the backyard leaning against the fence. Alone? Yep. Okay, let's see. I want to... Is that another chain link fence that the guy's leaning on? I could get behind him? Yeah, you could. Does my... Sorry. Does my um, cloud memory work only if I'm looking at them, or could I do it from any part of their perspective? Let's see. Um, I think you have to kind of have their attention, like you're speaking with them well it says no rules required against an unprepared mortal victim right but you can't do it as a drive-by is what i'm saying well i want okay so the the, my plan is that i want to get behind him and then like cloud cloud memory from behind him and then talk to him after that so not not exactly a drive-by okay so why don't you give me another stealth for you to get um, into position without being kind of uh, discovered. Just the same, decks and stuff. Yeah. Oh, look at all those anks. Not anks, onks. <clears throat> okay, so presuming that that, su- that that succeeds, I'm going to go into the 3D world a little bit, go behind the go behind <laughs> the scenery, and then I'm going to sideways up and then get right behind this guy and cloud memory him first. So, forget or something. Okay, so you, uh, or something. I remember it. No one else does, but I do. (laughs) So, uh, you kind of slink down and drop down off the edge of the roof into the yard next door, and you go to the back fence of that house and pop into the little Finn alleyway, duck behind a trash can, pop up next to the cop 
and kind of uh, the motion of you popping up startles them enough and they turn over towards you and before they know what's happening they're kind of in a brief state of stupor. Okay. What are you doing here? Everybody else has already left. I'm talking to the cop. Uh, the cop, just it's a female cop. She just kind of shakes her head and she looks at you with confusion on her face. She's like, what? Oh, I wasn't prepared for a female cop. You have nice tits. Or get, <laughs> or something. Come on. And she's just like, what? <laughs> I try again. What are you still doing here? Everybody's already left. <laughs> uh, Which one is it, Jordan? Which more of the, is the more of the cow. second one, but not quite. <laughs> um, so she's just like, uh, "What do you mean everyone's already left? All of your all of your buddies have already left. I'm part of the neighborhood watch, and I've been keeping an eye. All the they they said that they found somebody, and they're taking him down to the station." some cop killer and she kind of looks around and notices that she's in some backyard somewhere and she's like oh, is this the house and she kind of leans around to look into the front yard and not really seeing anybody up there and then she thinks she's maybe noticing that there's just strobe lights and not a lot of motion or activity she uh, keys her radio and and just ask like, "Hey, uh, did you guys, did you guys pick up a somebody that confessed?" And you just hear back like, "Yeah, we all left a while ago, except for kind of mop up crew. What's who is this? Who's on channel?" And she just like clicks it off. She's like, "Okay, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't remember." She yeah, just, Officer McGillicuddy. He he's the he's the one who took the perk back to the station. I was just walking around, checking it out to make sure everything's still looking all right. And I saw you back here. Thought you might not have known. And then she makes a face at you and she's like, they're always doing shit like this to us. God damn it. And uh, she kind of um, hops over the fence carefully and lands next to you on the end of the alley. And she's like, they they like to uh, play little pranks on some of the younger officers, especially us women. She kind of just shakes her head. Yeah, no respect, huh? I understand what that's like. None! I had to rise up against tyranny myself one one of these days, or back in my past. Brother versus brother. And she kind of uh, gives God you it, a, a bit of a look like she's not sure what you're talking about, and she's like, oh, yeah. Uh, just kind of gives you a, okay, I'm not actually going to talk to you anymore now. <laughs> kind of brush off as she uh, starts to walk down the alley back towards the way that you came, Alex. All right, well, good evening, madam. Good evening. And she uh, clomps off down the alley. Okay. Is she, out, is she out of sight? Can I move again? Yeah, she's faced away from me, walking. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait until she's actually out of view, and then I'm going to jump the fence and uh, climb up the wall of the house to get to the roof. Okay, you can do that. Is anybody out front at the moment? Um, yeah. So if you wanna kind of do an, I don't know, 
seems like we're doing this to death, but it's also a bunch of discrete chances for you to be noticed, right? So if you want to do another stealth check, um, if you're trying to like peek out and look and see what you can see, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Why don't you do another stealth check? So actually, can you describe the roof to me? Is it a, the rest of the party is just uh, arguing, like arguing what to do, like where to go and what we should be doing while Alexander's doing all this, and hopefully by the time that he's done and comes back, we'll have decided what to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think that's, resolved everything. That's basically it. So, uh, yeah, so it's most it's like a barely <laughs> slanted, so it's real easy to get around on. Though it is that weird like red tile stuff. Hmm. And it's not the best uh, shape, so you have to be pretty careful. Okay, so what I what I want to attempt to do is just peek over the slant. I don't want to actually uh, put my whole body into view if, if in case I fail my stealth. So Understood. Oh. oh, well, it says success. Is that a success? Yeah, I think because you're the one that's actively doing something. If it's a tie, you win. So, uh... You, your foot slips and you kind of bang your knee on the roof as you're trying to go up what you thought would be kind of an easy climb just because the tiles are in terrible shape but uh, uh king george <laughs> you're you're able to uh press your body down for a little while because you know how to sneak maybe a little bit and then uh, when after it's been long enough that you think anybody who would have been looking because they heard something stopped looking, you peek over and you see uh, basically at the two corners of the front yard, but like on the sidewalk, so outside of the yard, but at the two corners of the property on the sidewalk, there's a cop on each corner just looking bored. You're assuming it's probably the two cops whose cars are parked on either end of the street. How far away are the cop cars? Like, the the end of the street is about how far away, do you think? Uh, it's about three houses down each way. This house is in the middle of the block, so it's... Not you know, that far, then. Not terribly far. Okay. Let's see. I want to try to make... To go back towards the group, but I want to go to that close... Uh, police car. So, you want me to stealth stealth again? I think because you cleared the way in the back, you can just kind of um, drop off the back of the house, fine. You can get into the alley, fine. Or you can go down the alley where you're sure that the two cops in the front won't see you. Uh, So you can kind of come back onto the sidewalk uh, near the car. Okay, I want to, I want to crouch and move to the driver's side door of the uh, police car to the left on the left side of the house, so that the driver's side is is away from the cop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to open the door and I want to turn off the lights. Is my goal anyway? Okay, so you can. Uh... You can open the door and get in and kind of close the door so that the door isn't sitting there hanging open. And uh, I don't know, I need you to roll like wits and investigation to figure out where this the, the deal to turn the lights off. Because there's like a ton of shit on the dashboard and everything. Okay. 
Okay, so you are able to find uh, a clearly labeled switch that says lights. Click them. At least they smart, yo. All right, and so I've clicked. I've turned them off, and now I've opened the door and I've snuck back to the alley. Okay, so you've snuck back to the alley. So you're kind of looking um, down the line of the the fence, the separating fence between the two houses, uh, kind of back towards the cop car. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. So you're watching. Well, so now I want to go back to the to the backyard of the house where I was. Okay. And I want to can, I want to just look at the at the police at the at the guy who's at the left side cop who's who whom I assume is his car. I want to see if he has noticed that his car light that his uh, sirens have, or not his sirens his lights have turned off. Yeah. So the guy on that side is not there so you're assuming he's walking that way to go check on the car okay i want to i guess stealth again and go up behind the other cop in in the on the other corner okay stealth same yeah i would say yeah the same my luck's gonna run out pretty soon i'm sure yep (laughs) so you can uh spend a willpower point to re-roll those two dice I think uh, which button do I press on here so just push the black plus under willpower to mark your spend okay. and then just roll two dice two dice okay so a total of two successes so not enough to beat the cops awareness check so um, you're kind of so describe how you approach the cop I guess hello sir I'm a part of the neighborhood watch. I noticed that the police are still hanging around out here, even though everybody else has left. What's going on? And he says, neighborhood watch. Yeah, the neighborhood watch. Every neighbor, every good neighborhood has a neighborhood watch. And he says, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm wondering what you're talking about. This ain't the best neighborhood. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, they, the investigation that was going on here broke up, but cases like this we leave a small presence so people know that everything's safe and they don't have to worry through the night oh really because i heard professor or professor uh policeman mcgillicuddy telling me and my buddies and and the rest of the neighborhood watch that they were going to clear out i mean we need to we need to go get home and see our families and he's like yeah i would love to do that but uh Yep, you know, standard procedure. After uh, you have a big presence like we had here, we leave some cops, we leave the lights on so the people in the neighborhood feel safe. Oh, yeah, I understand. That's a that's a good policy. Well, all right, well, I guess I'll just, you know, make my way down the forget or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he, uh... Hey, what's that over there? Forget! You had him uh, startled at first. And you just kind of rolled up on him and you kind of realized that he was about to maybe spin around on you and discover you. So you started talking, uh, being very flexible in your tactics. And then, uh, yeah, he, his face just kind of clouds over now that you've kind of, he, you relaxed him a little bit and then now he's forgetting. Hey, officer. Officer McGilligutty told me to tell you to... They found they found a perpetrator, and uh, he wants everybody to go back to the station. 
All right, everybody, you see your, your partner's already gone. And he just looks at you and he says, who are you? Oh, my name's Alexander. I'm part of the uh, Neighborhood Watch. I like to I like to help out the police whenever I can. Okay, and he just gives is looking at you with this very skeptical look, and he uh, just keys his radio and he's like McGillicuddy, and then he waits a while and then he says, McGillicuddy, did you bring in a perp and we should clear out from the situation over here? And he says, he goes back and says, Yeah, yeah, everybody should be clear out, broke up, and then he goes. Huh, alright. Don't know how I missed that. I must have had him bump my radio or something. Thanks, Alexander. And, uh, you know, be safe. This is not the best neighborhood. Oh, but it's the best neighborhood. It's my neighborhood. You have a nice night off, sir. Just glad I could help. And he, uh, just marches off towards the car that has the, uh, lights still going down the other end of the street. <laughs> and what's the other cop doing now? Is he back or is he at his car? What's he, what's he doing? Uh, he went over to his car, and that's all you know. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way just walking down the street, down towards that cop. Okay. Not stealth, just no, just normal. Do 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 do. That's the sound you make when you're just walking down the street. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. No 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 no. I think you misheard me. It's do 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 do. But I Mario my way through my way there. Why can't I Mario my way back? It's Mario okay. too. <laughs> okay, so you uh, come up on the cop car. You see the cop just kind of sitting in the cop car, looking at his uh, laptop thing that they have. I just tap on his window. And he kind of uh, leans down to look at you. He says, yeah. I'm a very, I'm a very unassuming uh, white man, so he shouldn't be afraid of me. Hello, sir. Your your uh, partner, you know, down at the, down at that house you guys were at a few minutes ago, he just told he told me to tell you that Officer McGillicuddy ra- radioed in and said that everybody should go back. Apparently, it's urgent. Everyone needs to get back to the station. And he just furrows his brow at you and he says, "Why didn't he radio me?" Don't know. The other, the other cop, I, I'm sorry, I didn't get his name, but the other officer said, you know, maybe hit his radio or something was wrong. Maybe the uh, transmission got broken up or something. You know, these newfangled things these days. Mm. All right. And he uh, just clicks his radio on and he says, hey, McGillicuddy, should we split? And you just hear static for a while. And then he says, McGillicuddy, we broke up at the scene. And you just hear back like, yes, yes, yes. Like he's tired of answering this question or something. And then uh, he looks down and he says, All right, thanks. And he just hits his lights and starts to be underway. I just watch him as he goes. And when he turns the corner, I'm going to go back to our group. Okay, so let's flip back to the group. So what's the group doing? I don't care what you say, Marzo. You can't just start cursing at everyone. Now we wait for Alexander to come back. And then, assuming that he's got another tampon, we'll see what to do from there. <laughs> what? Oh, look, there he is. Okay. Hey, this is a good word, Bluebelly. I've been waiting to talk for a while. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> well, I think I did all of our jobs for us. You'll notice that the street is, you know, nice and clear now. By God, you're right. Well, 
It's time to go uh, intimidate some children. As far as I can tell, nobody's left the house. Hmm, good. Alright, who's best suited for this? Who's the most frightening? I'm just gonna like, scan the group. Paul looks like he would scare most children. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's, hearing his name, Paul kind of is regains attention to the group. He's like, what What children? Have we found the woman yep. yet? The Afro tacos. Afro tacos. Lucha, what the hell Lucha is going Afro. on, Levi? I thought you had this handled. <laughs> what <laughs> who, time is who it? Who are you? <laughs> He's going to check his watch. It's like a uh, quarter to midnight. Ah, Christ. We got to wrap this up, guys. What's that? Yes. Children? All right, where yes, are they? The, uh, the gang members. Yes, uh, Alexandra has removed all the police in the area, leaving us a clean path to approach. We know where their home is. Remove the police? Good God, have you been killing police? Of course not. What happens when you put those earbuds in? Do you just, like, disappear? <laughs> having a bit of a stressful evening. I don't know, it's uh, been a while since, you know, I've, you know. Just, we need to get this done. Bit of the old blue balls, eh? (laughs) Yes, I'm feeling a bit famished myself. I'd like to hurry up and get the sheriff off our back. So let's find some evidence one way or the other and uh, get this resolved. Well, let's go kill some kids then. (laughs) You just like Levi just laughs, like assuming it's a joke. (laughs) Uh, Paul checks his pistol. Ring their little necks. <laughs> All right, let's stroke in, stroke in down to the uh, to the children's home. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> Stroking on down to the children's Stroking home. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll go knock on the door then, and well, uh, maybe someone door. goes around back. Oh yes, yes, you are the authority figure. Makes sense. I'll stand there, knock on the door. But I want to be ready in case they go around back. In case someone pops up. In case they, yeah, in case they fire or something like blast the door, I want to be ready to dodge. I will step away from the door onto the street, like the ready in action. Okay, so where's everybody? Where's everybody at? I'm I'm in the backyard. Paul's just gonna stick with Levi, assuming that we're walking straight up to the front door. Yeah, Marzo's probably up with uh, Levi and Paul. Three middle-aged white men come in the middle of the night and ask for your children. Nothing I'm unusual not about white. that. I'm Mexican. Thought you were Hawaiian. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm, I'm using a Hawaiian to He's see Samoan the picture. <laughs> I'm using a Samoan and black man to impersonate my Mexican man. All right. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. That's the Could American cast way. The guy for the role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so you guys march up to the front door and do what? Go ahead, Sam. gonna knock on the door. Okay, so you rap on the door. And uh, the windows have those weird, uh, like, cage bars on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. The kinds that stick out of the wall a little bit and then curve around. And you see uh, the curtain flicker a little bit. And then... Uh, <laughs> The door kind of cracks open, but there's a screen door still closed, and you just hear like, uh, a, like a teenager trying to be tough say, "The fuck you want? 
safe you can open up now. Fuck you talking about? You have no idea what just happened, but someone just saved your ass. What do you mean? Well, you know, Marvin? Marvin? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know Marvin? What about him? Well, he just saved your fucking asses. And uh, the door Good. opens a little bit more, and you see uh, uh, Sky peeking at you. The did y'all get, in, get involved in some oh, stupid is. shit? Some adult level shit? Man, what are you talking about? You know and what you, I'm talking about. You hear Why somebody do you think all these from, cops were out here? You hear somebody from farther away saying, Why the fuck are you talking at the door? Who are you fucking talking to? And the door closes for a second, and then he opens it back up a little bit. Ma, we're just playing cops and robbers. And uh, it was a male voice. And you hear, uh, and he just says, What are you talking about? What do you know about it? So his brother, his, the brother was shot, right? And killed? Yeah, from the pieces you've put together, is yeah. that the guy who was killed, that the vigil was for, mm -hmm. was their brother. Okay, okay, I'm right then. I got it right. I said, Look, I'm sorry about your brother, and I'm sorry this happened this way, but we need to talk to you. And better us talking to you than the police. Trust me. Man, who are you with? I'm a friend of Marvin. Friend of Marvin? And he might be going to jail for you. He wanted to protect you boys. And uh, he just closes the door. And maybe, Paul, if you're close enough, you can just hear them barely through the, the door talking about, this guy says he knows Marvin. What the fuck Marvin got to do with anything? Just kind of back and forth like that. And then he uh, he opens the door a little bit wider, and now there's in there these two guys, and they're just like skinny teenagers, uh, dressed in kind of ratty clothing, and the little bit of the house you can see behind them looks very like plain, it's like the you know default carpet, like a old stained couch, uh, TV looks okay. Uh, not too much else in the way of furniture. And uh, the the new guy who just came up says, What's all this about Marvin? Look, Damon. Or Ronald, whichever you are. <laughs> nah, I'll just say, uh, Well, you saw them cops out here, didn't you? Saw that armored car out here, didn't you? Yeah, I fucking seen it. They're here for you, dumbass. And they just kind of look at each other. And the one with the larger afro just looks back at you and is like no shit you know what you he's, did and why they want you he's trying to come a lot harder than his brother was and he says what what did you say he's uh he's coming he's off. trying to come harder than yeah his he's brother. trying to shoot a more furious i mean word. the brother shot like a two-foot load but then he he's shooting it at least at like a three-foot trajectory he is putting on a tough guy face more so than his brother, who seems yeah. more rattled. When he's coming. And he says, <laughs> What do you know about it? Repeating Is that the his line coming that face? his brother had said. Yeah, he just kind of gently smiles. <laughs> With relief in his eyes. Finally. Mm. So I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> Fuck. I was reading. Um,. I'm going to catch that in my mouth real quick. And then I'm going to say, uh, please, sir, may I have another? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> no, let's keep going with this. I like where this is going. 
No, I'm going to be like, well, they just arrested Marvin. He confessed to doing what you did. He's taking the rap for you, knuckleheads. You rapscallions. Why'd he do that? I don't know. Kindness of his heart. He wants you boys to have a future, which apparently you don't really want. And uh, you see Damon just, like, elbows Ronald really hard. Like, he's agreeing with you. And uh, he kind of makes a face back at Damon. And he's like, well, I don't, he's like, I don't understand. How do you just make fucking cops go away like that? Well, when they think they've got their person responsible, especially when they confess, it's all it takes. And uh, Damon just says, he fucking confessed, though? You must mean a lot to him. Hell if I know why. And who are you? Like Ron I said, says. A friend of his. You mean like in his crew? No, like higher than his crew. And uh, he looks confused, but his brother seems to understand or thinks that he does. And they well, kind of just don't know what to say to you. You know what I'm here for. No, man, I don't. Where? Where's the RPG? And uh, Ronald is playing it cool, but his brother eyes go wide. He just looks at you like, what? We need to remove the evidence so you do not get in trouble. Where's the RPG? Or at and, least the uh, launcher. They just close the door. <laughs> And you get a sense that they're conferring with one another. And, and Paul, you can just hear them kind of uh, doing argument whispers. That thing that we all know about. Like, you Like that kind of tone. I say I'm behind you the regular door, right? Not the screen door. <laughs> Sam, can you kick this door down? And, so because uh, I have such high composure that I think I can tolerate this. Like, them closing the door constantly and talking, I don't think it bothers me. That's a good character choice. And then uh, they open the door back up, and they're like, uh, one of us left it at the scene. Hmm. And which one of you would that be? And uh, Damon just, you can tell that it's him. <laughs> just the look of disgust and shock and self-hatred on his face. Well, did it feel good? And Ronald says, man, fuck you. What's your, your whole back? point? Is your brother back? No, he ain't back, motherfucker. He's dead. See? You got nothing out of that. Man, fuck you. What's your problem? My problem is I don't understand why Marvin would want to help two dumbasses like you. And why I'm here right now trying to help your asses. And uh, they just closed the door. Held them. Are they talking still? Sorry, or did you just say Gundam, like... Paul? I uh, said, great, <laughs> we found them. So uh, we just you know, got to find out who they worked for. So we don't have to take care of them. You know, we can just tell the sheriff who it is and let, the, let them need deal to, with them. Yeah, but, Levi um, would like come up and say, see if you can get them to say where they got the weapon from. Mm -hmm. I think after that. Yeah, that's the only loose thread. So Can Alexander hear any, any of this going on from, from the back? Not really. Like, is the house small enough or thin enough? You might be able to be able to tell that people are talking, but that's about it. Is there a window that I could look through? Yes. It's the back door has a window that you can look through. Can I see can I see them? No. You can see their shitty like little galley kitchen and not too much more because it's pretty closed off from the rest of the house. Okay. I just wanna I wanna be prepared to catch them if they try to escape. 
Okay. So I'm gonna rap tap tap on the door like Are they talking or, or, or they just close the door to like be done with it? Yeah, you get a sense that they're done with it. So I'm just gonna push the door in, like strength. Okay. I'll say that <laughs> you can My strength. You can open the door and just kind of you press it so that the bolt breaks the door frame and the door just swings open and uh you kind of are just standing there looking at the two of them and one of them just goes yo what the fuck i wasn't done talking to you that was very rude <laughs> and uh i'm extremely impressed with sam's tactics in this <laughs> i probably i would have scared one of them already probably ronald uh darts into a room leaving his brother Damon just kind of standing there not really sure what to do. Well, I, I'm not I'm not worried about Damon. I, he's a little punk. He ain't gonna do shit. So I'll just be like, you, sit. And then I'm just gonna like march down the hall towards, towards Ronald. Not Chase, just march. <laughs> okay, how's, how about everyone else? Uh, uh, is there like a porch or is this like a le- on a level surface, the door? Um, there's just like a step up to the door. So I was imagining like, I'll just like with my cane, just kind of gingerly walk up towards the door that's been knocked open, mm-hmm. and um, see the uh, boy sitting there. And I'll turn on my presence, and I'll just tip my head to him, and uh, say, "Mind if I have a seat?" And he's just kind of sitting there on his knees with his face in his hands, his hands, yeah, his face in his hands. <laughs> Somebody else's hands. I was going to say his hands in his face, but that doesn't make as much sense. Very well. I'll sit right here. I'll just find something to lean on. Okay. Other folks? As we're just pouring in. Uh, Paul <laughs> walks in and attempts to not touch anything. <laughs> okay. He's going to check his watch again. Marzo? Being 10 minutes later, probably. Marzo's going to grab, like, uh chair from like the kitchen and then like sit in it the wrong way you know yeah and he's just kind of like hunched over the kid like kind of like imposingly I'll turn your hat before i harvest my grain and do a look at my wife and realize she's very plain look i'm not amish all right we went over this a black samoan that's <laughs> playing a mexican character who acts like an italian <laughs> All of this orchestrated by what a white Boston man. accent. <laughs> With a constantly changing accent. I love it. Yes. And, uh, okay, so, um, Sam, when you kind of go into the room that you saw uh, Ronald go into, the scene that you open up into is like a room lit by a single naked bulb in the ceiling. Uh, with the string hanging down. You're reminded you have an invasive thought of string pop that you just can't avoid even though the (laughs) gravity of the situation uh, is completely different. And uh, you see Ronald standing there and he's holding up by the arm uh, Rex, who you recognize from your brief encounter with her. And her other arm is poorly bandaged with like dirty bloody uh, bandages and she looks really pale and pretty beat up and uh, Ronald has a gun to her head and he says you're gonna get the fuck out of this house or I'll blow her head off 
Who's she? Stands up. It's like Rex. Yeah, I don't think flies. Marza would yeah. know she's there. Marza doesn't oh, know that that's happening. <laughs> Who's she? Just randomly stands up. Rex is she? No, no, I'm I'm talking to the kids. He's oh, sorry, sorry. I'm mute now. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your fucking business. You're not even in the room, son of a bitch. I mean, like, you've you just probably couldn't hear it yet, Marzo. Okay. Because he's just kind of so saying what it I'll, to Sam. What I'll do is I'll like, Rex. Who's Rex? Real loud. <laughs> okay, so you heard that, Marzo. Alright, so Marzo stands up and he has that kind of like look that the rock has where he's like suspicious and his like eyebrow kind of goes up and he's like looks around and then he uh You're gonna blow out of brains of this girl that I don't know? Marzo heads over that way. <laughs> so I'm down like a hallway, right? Or am I in the room? You're in the room he's farther in the room there's like okay. a one mattress laying on the ground the sheets are all fucked up there's like some like food trash along the wall next to it and like uh you know a f- cell phone plugged in and that's about it in terms of the room some dirty clothes and uh okay. it's clear <laughs> that uh you know they weren't anticipating this situation so he's just didn't you're assuming, because you've been in maybe a situation like this before, that uh, he understands that he's not getting out of this situation, so he's just doing the most uh, shocking thing he can imagine to kind of get you to do what he wants. Can and Alexander Rex, see from the outside? Is there a window? No. So y- you can um, you can see into a different bedroom but it's just dark and there's nothing really in there and you can see into the kitchen, but that's it. Can I open that back door and get in? Mm, yes. We'll say you okay. can, with your vampire resourcefulness, figure out a way to do that. Okay. I want to, I just want to enter and I want to follow the voices cause I figure they're raised. So I think I can hear what's going on at least a little bit from outside. Okay. So he's just, uh, standing there holding uh you know this woman who looks like she's been in and out of consciousness with a gun to her head and he's like i don't want to do it man but i fucking will if you don't get out of here i'm here to talk to you i have nothing to do with her and he just starts shouting and if you kill her it looks like you're gonna put her out of her misery she looks like shit he just shouts i'll fucking do it and the gun is shaking a little bit come on let's go talk with your brother come on I want to climb up the wall and get above him on the ceiling. Yeah, you can't really do that. Um, well, if it's too small, it would be it would be very funny if you know, like my head and his head were like the same level. Yeah. So you have Sam in the door and Marzo arriving to the scene, and now you know there's two other people, and like you just can't get in there. Oh, okay. But can be nearby. I just want to be on the ceiling. Okay, you could be on the ceiling in the hall. Above us. And, uh, behind us. So Levi notices that the other boy is just kind of sobbing. Like he knows that this is whatever comes next just can't be good. And, uh. Why? If I have a chance, why he's crying, I'll just, you know, with the voice of Hartstad or whatever, just making sure he pays attention when I'm talking to him. I'll say, son, look at me for a moment. And he just kind of uh, weepily put, slides his hands down his face and looks at you, and his eyes are all inflamed and red and teary. It's going to straight dominate 
Tell me, where'd you get the uh, RPG from? And he says, uh, some cops picked up Ronald because he was spraying that stupid logo he made all over the place. And they caught him. And he had a gun on him. And they told him, oh, fuck. They told him if, if he would try to take out that asshole that was sweeping up all the smaller operators that they would give them the weapons to do it with. And they did. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to kill that guard. What was the name of this police officer? Do you know? I don't know. And he just like goes back to crying into his hands. McGillicuddy. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh... Paul as he's saying that. What? Oh, to Paul? Yeah, since I think he's in the room with me, right? Not so, Marzo, me. you kind of... Yeah, Paul come... would have followed you around. Okay. Marzo, you come around the corner and you see Rex in a horrible state and you are, um... I'm gonna say that, uh... I need you to make a frenzy check. Alright, so I just hit the frenzy button? Yes. Alright. Now you just start screaming and flailing your arms in your room. Looking singularly uncomfortable. Oh, he like... failed, he failed! Oh, <laughs> shit. So let me, um... <laughs> Double Let's check some kids. What are the rules on that? <laughs> uh, for to go ape shit on these teens. <laughs> Found the gift is, for it. Our man is a time bomb. <laughs> um, wow, is your willpower that bad? <laughs> you made his character. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's pretty normal. Uh. Okay, so you can, I think you can spend willpower to, let me double check, because I don't want to get this wrong. Yeah, I don't think you can use it on frenzy checks. Yeah, you're right, you can't spend it on a willpower roll. So, failing a frenzy check, um, what does that mean? He gets an animal trait, and is he the same as me, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, let's just double check. And I'm out in four so seconds, four minutes. Like, you'll be okay. <laughs> Mars will kill everyone soon. <laughs> if you could stop posting things that are not helpful for me, that'd be great. <laughs> stop looking at him. <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe it's good blah, blah. to fail the frenzy. Yeah, I don't think... I think he has failed it. I'm just trying to make sure that there's a... Like, what is the... Repercussions. Well, let's just say you are now out of control. And uh, I'll give you one chance, Marzo. You can spend a willpower point to direct your frenzy at a individual in the room that you want to direct it towards. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. Do I just like, click off one of these boxes then? Yeah, just... Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, yes. Pretend like you're just a. You're thirsty for blood. There's all this blood in this room. You've had enough of this situation. You felt like you were in danger earlier because of the cops, and you feel like the people that you've been kind of pressed into working with haven't really cared about this part of the mission that you care about, which is finding and. Uh, finding out what happened to Rex. Now you come across her and she's in this state and you're certain that this guy with the gun is responsible for it. 
and every like you just are seeing white except for uh like white hot rage except for this one face in front of you which is whoever you choose to go after and uh you're to the point to where your um your claws kind of automatically deploy and also uh what's the least weird physical trait of a wolf or a coyote that i could give you big hairy dong licking (laughs) licking your own balls so uh you also have um your teeth are just like you don't even really notice in the state that you're in but your fangs kind of extend longer than normal and all of your teeth are kind of reconfigured into this like bestial kind of formation as you fling yourself at Ronald. Yep, that's that's it. And the curtain closes and <laughs> Yeah. Nice. No, just kidding. So uh shall we proceed or I'm out. <sighs> I could keep going, but I'm also cool ending it there for this week. Uh, there's really nothing more than this other than resolving this part. Let's resolve it then. Yeah, let's, let's just, just finish on the scene. Okay, and uh, Sam can have the um, good fortune to listen to the recording. I wanted to hold him back. I want to try to hold him back. Not Oof. worth it. Not worth it. That's a tough one. Okay, so uh, why don't we go into... Okay, Marzo, you're flinging yourself at this guy as all these transformations are taking place in the same instant. Uh, like, it just instantly happens as you come into the room, pretty much. Like, you take a step into the room, and with your next step, you're flying across the room at him in this bestial kind of state. Uh, what's everybody else kind of reacting to this? Levi maybe kind of imagine what's going on. So he just stays in the room with uh, the boy, and just while he's looking at him, I just tell him, don't move, and I just keep my gaze on him, not really doing anything else. Okay, he is not going to move, but he will sit there sobbing. Uh, Alexander, you're in the hallway looking down from the ceiling, and you see Marzo just kind of fly into the room. Okay, and at that point, I will drop so that I can be ready to move if I need to, be ready to do something. Okay, uh, Sam is going to try to hold back Marzo, mm-hmm. and Paul, you're in there with Levi, is that right? Was just kind of standing next to Levi, pretty disinterested. He's got one hand in his pocket. He's like flicking his fingernails kind of impatiently. Okay. So, Marzo, why don't you roll strength plus athletics? And I will roll Sam's strength plus athletics to try to hold you. But he's going to have a difficult time to do that. Or maybe not. <laughs> 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 or whole bark, <laughs> no bite. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, but can he react fast enough? Let's say we'll use that for him to kind of like pull you off. So, Marzo, why don't you roll your strength plus brawl? I think would be how he would attack because he's in this kind of beastly state. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dice. 
Good God. Man, specialist. Oof, okay. So, uh... You this kills the child. <laughs> you fall... <laughs> you fall on him instantly. Um, and why don't you describe what happens? He uh, falls on him and then talks very sternly to him, like, You shouldn't do that! And, no. He, uh... <laughs> um... <laughs> He, as you clutch your baby, please describe how you kill this child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So he, what I'm thinking is he jumps, kind of jumps over Sam in the air, and then he actually flies over, over Rex and the boy. But like as he he kind of like turns mid air and like sinks his claws into the shoulders and then pulls the boy like down onto the floor on his back and it it, it kind of resembles like a wrestling move you know like we have like the the guy's head like I don't sure know. yeah and uh slams down and just uh like bites into the boy's chin and just rips the jaw out well <laughs> i don't think you have quite that much damage happening but uh <laughs> Um, okay, so we'll say that, um... Hey, you gave me creativity. Freedom, so, uh, you know. I ripped his lower jaw off. <laughs> oh, and you get plus two to your damage, right? Yeah. From your feral weapons that I said auto-deployed. It's aggro. So seven. Okay, yeah, so he's pretty... He's dead in one shot. So, yeah, why don't you tell us exactly what happened? So you're gonna bite his jaw off? Yeah, bites his jaw off, and when he bites his jaw off, you just see like this boy's tongue flapping there, like, and then like, uh, and then um, they start to uh, chomping on the tongue, and then uh, and then just like start beating into his chest until his chest caves in, and then he tears open the chest and starts to uh, starts to like pull out the heart, start chomping on it. Okay, so. Uh... You kind of um, Sam makes an attempt to to grab at like a piece of your clothing or whatever, but you're in such forceful motion as you sail across the room and sink your claws and teeth into this child at all at once that uh um, okay, I see that uh yeah, you just completely and utterly kill him like his throat is cut in the process, so there's just blood spraying everywhere across the room <laughs> which uh sets off Sam and he was uh moving towards you to try to pull you off but you find that he's there next to you kind of trying to get whatever he can get out of this body that's now dead on the floor and Marzo you can um regain two points of your hunger like you're no longer hungry because you've yeah. killed and eaten the heart of your prey and you can also spend a will uh roll your willpower i guess make your frenzy roll again hit your frenzy button okay so you've also come back to your senses at the first taste of the the organ meat of the heart and you just hear like this the slurping sound he's like <laughs> and, and uh, uh you see sam is fully uh, trying to get whatever he can get as well. And he's still kind of in that 
out of control state. And uh, Alexander, you kind of peek into the room and you just see that these two beasts are just completely in in control of their bodies for the moment. And then you see Marzo kind of coming back to himself after the initial flurry of action. I'm going to go grab Rex and lead her out of the room. Okay, so you grab her, and she's incredibly weak. Like, you don't have a sense that um, she even really knows what's going on. Um, You think she's probably lost quite a good deal of blood. The bandages on her arm, which you're assuming is from, like, a bullet wound, are completely saturated and look like they maybe haven't been changed. So you can kind of get her into the main room where Levi and Paul are. Yeah, that's what I do. Levi just... Has, raises an eyebrow when she walks in just kind of shakes his head at her and says some reason I'm not surprised get her in the car I guess we'll get her cleaned up uh, we're going to need to do more than that why, why don't you go take a look in that room before we leave <laughs> I think I can imagine the sounds are all I need and uh Damon is just openly weeping now with just like laying on the floor on his stomach with his hands over the back of his head just trying not to hear it, trying not to be living in this moment, but he's just sobbing, and he isn't even really sure what's happening, but he knows that it's worse than if the cops had come in. Something for the pain, well, maybe. So Paul's going to go over to uh, the kid and say, something for the pain, and he like slips out a little bag, just like opens it, or like flips it in front of his face. Okay, so you just like hit him with a baggie of drugs, but he doesn't react. He's just <laughs> sobbing with his face buried, buried in the dirty carpet. Um, Sorry about your brother. Here's some Molly. <laughs> so I take one out and I put it in his mouth. Okay, he. And I'm like <laughs> trying to not salivate while I'm doing this. He weakly uh, fights you off, but um, he just basically is consigned to his own death at this point so he allows you to do that and he's his face is just a mess like it's purple and red and just tears and snot all over his face and he's doing this weird deep breathing where it just sounds like his body is empty he's in quite a state watch okay he um just covers back up and kind of goes into a fetal position facing away from you and, uh, Sam will uh, just go to escort uh, Rex to the vehicle. You mean Levi? Levi, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and uh, Okay, so you're, you can take her out. Um, she's having trouble walking, but you can get her there. Are you going with Alexander? Yeah, yeah. I'd be with him, just kind of separating. Okay, and then uh, Marzo, you're, you're in that room, and you come to, and you see... Um, Alexander taking Rex out of the room is kind of the first thing that you see when you have your senses about you again. Uh, Mars is like, oh my god! It's like, and it realizes he just, you know, ate a human that's, you know, against his vegan code. It's like, oh, I'm gonna be sick! And then he kind of remembers Rex, and he's like, Rex! Rex! And he starts looking around for Rex. Okay, so you kind of stumble into the hallway, like, blood drunk. Um, It's the first time that you've been this free of hunger for 
as long as you remember like you feel completely in control mm-hmm. and that this this idea of the horrible thing that you just did um which goes against all of your kind of personal codes uh, maybe you can rationalize it that you're doing it to protect i mean you can certainly rationalize it that you're doing it to protect um this very important person in your life but just the idea that it takes such a disgusting act to feel normal um the two things are kind of weighing on you really heavily as you come out into the room and see Paul kind of standing over his own prey that he hasn't quite dealt with yet um and uh Levi and Alexander taking Rex out of the house and you're just completely covered in blood um your claws have kind of your hands have returned to normal but um you have a weird a weird sense about your mouth like something's different or strange there i just keep making the sound <laughs> and uh you're complete like completely covered in blood <laughs> oh i guess yeah he's just gonna kind of look for rex to see if she's okay so you see uh look out the door and you see that alexander and levi have her kind of on the sidewalk taking her down towards where the car was uh, and then so right so Marzo will go down there. What are you doing? Sorry. Marzo's gonna go head out towards the car then. Okay. Um so there you see that there's still kind of some folks looking around the neighborhood because of all the cop problems that there were. Just like some people milling about. Um and you're a hell of a looking sight, but uh you get a sense that people are not going to come out of their house. So you're walking along with them to the car. Paul, you think that uh, <clears throat> your prey is kind of sufficiently where you need them to be. Right. Um, then I'm going to start feeding. Get down. Try to be comforting. But go for the neck. Okay, yeah. So you kind of just like take his hand off the back of his neck and then lean down and bite and uh you kind of feel him go rigid uh and then sort of relax as you know what is a very pleasurable sensation washes over him which is sure to be very confusing in its own right uh and what do you how deeply do you intend to drink from him i don't want to kill him you do or don't i don't want to kill him okay so um you know that you can leave him like with enough blood to survive and it'll take your hunger down a couple of notches if you want to do that yeah i'll do that uh just two yeah and then i want to cloud his memory okay yeah you can do that so you Uh, kind of uh roll him over and he's in this kind of drugged out uh euphoric state and uh he just kind of his eyes roll around in his head and then he finally looks at you enough to where you can uh, hit him with the cloud memory. He's very receptive to it and you get a sense that he's probably not going to remember anything that happened since you guys came up to the door. Just the deepness of his intoxication and now incredible loss of blood combined with uh, what you've just done to his mind is going to seal the deal. All right. um, you get a sense that he might need medical attention, but he's still alive. 
Now I'm gonna rough him up a bit. Look like make it look like he was in a fight. <laughs> okay. How do you do that? <laughs> um, just start beating him up, like scratch him. Not yeah, like sure. enough to like you know just to make superficial damage on his face and hands. Okay. Yeah. So you uh you scratch him in his hands and kind of give him a couple of very amateurish punches like hammer fist punches because you're not really sure how to throw a real punch Um, but you do enough to kind of you think he might have knocked him unconscious too just because of the weakened state that he's in Uh, but he definitely looks like he's been a part of something some kind of fight now go throw him on top of his brother and then I'll, I'll leave Okay, so you can drag him in there and just drop him boy, his brother is just like uh, <laughs> half of a, a the top of a head sitting on top of like <laughs> um, a stain and some gristle and then there's like some legs sticking out and uh, you see Sam is there um, just kind of like sitting back on his heels looking up at the ceiling and his entire front of his body from his nose down to his knees are completely covered in blood also as he's kind of uh, sort of uh, feeling it too and um, you notice about his face that he just like something is different about it and you can't quite put your finger on it uh, just yet this blood and seeing all this blood and gore um Paul's going to get, like, a flush of, like, ecstasy and a bit of, like, sexual pleasure that he's going to, like, try to hide but not do it very successfully. Okay. Uh, yeah, just, like, so... Drop the, the guy into it and then just kind of stare at the bloody mess, losing himself in it. Yeah, it's very appealing to you. Uh, this is kind of what you secretly hope for every time that you feed in a clandestine kind of way. You really think that it should be this way just blood and viscera and as you look over at sam uh you see that his arms look very long like they're just dragging down on the ground and extending behind him another four feet just give him a glance but then my gaze goes right back to the bloody scene i'm just gonna stand there and uh, sam sam kind of pulls out of his own reverie and uh gets up and walks off out of the room he goes out the back of the house, though, because he's smart. <clears throat> and, uh, Paul, you're left there alone in your white suit, uh, looking down at this horrible mess of humanity that uh, you and your friends have perpetrated. I guess after, you know, like a couple minutes, I'll, I'll regain myself and uh, also go out the back door. Okay, and you're able to... Uh, meet back up with the others at the car. Before I leave the house, I'm going to look around and see if there's any, like, evidence for, um, like, if we left anything obvious around. Uh, no, that you guys brought in, not really. Maybe, um, maybe, like, Alexander's fingerprints on the ceiling, but that's maybe it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, take out my handkerchief and wipe it down. (laughs) (laughs) No, you think it's probably, I mean, you know, they're going to be focused on the mess and nothing else. So yeah. I think it's fine. Well, I will do that thing with the ceiling, though, because that is a pretty dead giveaway that something fucking weird is going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, like if they dust for prints and then they just keep following the trail and it goes to the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the one so... brother turned into a white man and crawled along the ceiling, and then he uh, ate his other brother. So you, uh, yeah, you're able to, to find like a shitty broom and you think you can brush the broom along the ceiling and then you're satisfied. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that. And that then you've cleaned out. up enough of Alexander's mess. Yep. The guy who did the least to create the mess in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll head out the back door and uh, reunite with the party. Feeling dapper. Okay, so you don't have too much blood on you, but you <laughs> think that your suit is ruined. Uh, so when you get back to the car... Um, you guys are however you want to be set up in the car, and we'll say that uh, Marzo can uh, decide where Rex is going to be in the car. Uh, I guess in the back, um, probably back right. Marzo's going to be in the middle. Okay, so you guys all think, squeeze uh, in. Levi would be like in the front passenger seat, like waiting for Sam, but he's like probably staring at uh, Rex through the uh, rearview mirror the whole time, feeling resentment, probably. Kind of almost blaming her for the, the breakdown that happened. Okay. Okay, Otherwise, so you're all, quietly. you're all in the car. Marzo, um, this has been a harrowing situation for you uh, in particular, just for many, many reasons. So I'm... I've given you two stains on your humanity. Two stains on my life. Ugh. Ajax won't rub off. <laughs> Maybe Mr. Clean will do it. I guess once everyone's back, I'll just turn to Sam and say, Take us home, Sam. I think we're done. And uh, Sam just looks down at himself, covered in blood. And if he was a human, his hands would be shaking. But he uh, just kind of nods at you and says, yeah, okay. And then he puts the car in gear and begins the trip back to the casino. And then uh, then you hear uh, music playing in the background as they uh, ride back. Like, it's this weird, like, a quarter smile on, and then he just puts his earbuds in. Levi is just, like, straight-faced, staring out the the glass in the car just like inside just boiling with rage but just waiting to get home to feed from Sam Marzo is just kind of deeply concerned about Rex and also guilty about what's like happened and not being able to protect her and also like overly disgusted with himself at the same time uh, he's uh right now he's just worried about Rex's condition so like the rest of the fallout still is like kind of like setting in it occurs to you as a possibility um if you believe alexander's insight from the tampon that rex would have been feeding on vampire blood before from some source you think that if you were to feed her some that she would understand what to do with it to maybe put herself in a better state yeah, I guess he would he would come to that realization and feel like shame or kind of like kind of like the same shame as you would give to you'd have if you were giving drugs to someone that was like an addict but you had to or else they're going to die so he just kind of like uh and then uh he uh I guess he like extends his claw and cuts his 
cuts his wrist and then like puts it up to her mouth. Yeah, so you can kind of like tilt her head back to get her started and then she is able to like weakly grab your hand and kind of latch on a little bit. And uh, you also notice that now that kind of euphoric feeling that you had never felt since being turned into a vampire of being free from hunger is now gone and you're back to your familiar state of feeling utter lack deep down in yourself. Your hunger increases by one. Man, I just got this down. And uh, you can tell that she's kind of, even as she's still like drinking, that um, she's able to kind of support herself a little more and sit up a little more straight. Camera pans out and you see a lone Oldsmobile 98 rolling west down the freeway not too many other cars on the road and uh, the camera pans to the somewhat distant downtown LA skyline as there's a red moon overhead and with that our story has come to an end <laughs>